Yo, yo, what's going on? Welcome back on into another episode. We got the guys up here again. We already have 50 people in the chat. You guys are crazy, man. Before yeah. we even started, you guys are the best, man. Uh, we are live on, on two channels, Philly Take with RB, Run It Back Philly. I'm RB. We got DJ Eastwood, Romp 2.0. No Steven today. Uh, shout out to Steven. Hope he's doing all right. Mm. You know, he's dealing with some sickness, so maybe he'll tune in in the chat. But uh, wish our boy Steven some luck. Shout out to all the channel members. Um, we're back, man. We're going to talk some Sixers training camp today. Kicked it off. We're going to talk uh, the latest rumors on 2-5. As you guys know, I refer to him as 2-5 now. He's not a person <laughs> in the city anymore. He is a number. 2-5. Um, there you go. 2-5 only from now on. I'm, I'm trying to get in the habit. Uh, and we're going to talk some Tyrese Maxey because he showed up and showed out today. But uh, Romp, DJ, what's going on, guys? So, man, thanks for having me again. Tuesday Same. night. Uh, do we have a name for this? Tuesday night. Uh, we got to get a name for it. I got a name. What's the name? Sixers Takeover because we're taking over Sixers Media. Let's do it. It's a Tuesday. Like Sixers. Tuesday Takeover. Tuesday Takeover. Something and like and that. shout out to the chat, by the way. Uh, you guys were the ones <clears> that really enjoyed this last week. I know there was a lot of people that watched it on the second time around as well um all love and support so thank you guys let us know in the chat right now if you guys enjoy this collaboration um you guys loved our perspectives our takes you know even if we agreed or disagreed on something it was a good conversation you know so uh let us know if you guys are enjoying it shout out to some people in the chat they're already making a noise um I'll, you know let's start it off with a light note uh did you guys see the new city edition jerseys and if so what do you think of them i heard a lot of mixed reviews I saw them. I thought they were. I thought they were cool until I saw like the side. I think there's like a rainbow colored thing down the side of it that doesn't seem like it matches the rest of the jersey. And the crypto.com thing is ugly as hell. They got the worst logo I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. I feel like I got to see it in person to really judge it. And I think they're gonna have like a a court theme for the jersey. I like the black um, city jerseys last year, even though like some people didn't. Um, but I think they should just bring back the 2000 Jersey. Like we've been calling it, calling for it like for a while, but they just won't do it. I don't get it. No, they got too much. It's it's the Josh Harris ego thing, him and Scott O'Neill. Well, Scott O'Neill left, but that, that, uh, boathouse road thing was all those guys. They, they're so out of touch with Philadelphia and like the <laughs> real world. They thought boathouse row was like oh, representing man. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> It should have been like Meek Mill on a dirt bike and stuff like that, you know. That's <laughs> there you go, yeah. See, for me, like, I feel like every time I look at one of those jerseys, I hate it right off the bat. Then it starts to grow on me a little bit. But you're right. As soon as I saw that thing on the side, like, I know it represents Ugh. the spectrum and all, but it, it's okay. It's mid to me. You know what I mean? And I feel like every City Edition jersey has been that way. I don't feel like there's been, like, a top tier, like, oh, my gosh, I have to go buy that right now. You know what I mean? At least we're done with the one with the bell over the over the letters that oh, doesn't fit right. Those were horrendous. <laughs> clip art bell. They got it from freaking <laughs> clip art. Are you kidding me, dude? Like, we need like to remodel our jerseys because like it's just too like too girly. Like you know, it's just like red and blue. Like we need we need black and gold back, man. I'm sorry to say it, but yeah, I like I'm the, sick yeah. of these jerseys. Yeah, no, the, the black two the black two thousand ones were were nice. Yeah. Yeah, they were the best, man. Shout out to all the viewers. We, we got 110 people hey, up in here. We got 
fan from South Korea. We got Uruguay in the house. Shout out to everybody, man. I know we have some Australia as well. Um, but yeah, wherever you guys are watching this, drop a like. It's free. It helps out the content. And uh, subscribe to all these channels down on the banner below. Uh, you guys can read them there. But all right, let's get into it. So uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk about kind of yesterday as well, because obviously media day was yesterday and we saw how things were handled. Uh, that's how I'll put it as simple as possible. And then today, I personally thought that the guys came out and just got the business and they did a good job at, at kind of just, you know, deflecting everything. And like, all right, here's our mindset. Let's get to work. Um, what did you guys think about that and how things were handled yesterday? Rob, you first. Um, I thought it was – I thought media day was – they did a pretty good job. Um, I'm, I'm actually going towards your, your guys' side. Uh, we should keep Ben Simmons because hey. I kind of want to just – I want to see how, like, how good we are without him because I – I believe we're going to be even better without him. Like, like DJ Eastwood said last stream, because like, it's just going to open up so much. And like, Embiid just like completely changed his game for Simmons. And like, he had so many unneeded double teams. So when you take that off the court, it's just going to open up everyone. And I feel like we're kind of going to be underdogs too, because everyone's going to be like, uh, you know, Simmons is gone. They're not going to be as good. So we're kind of, playing with not much expectation and that's always good for a team so i'm excited for this year man and i think we should just keep simmons and just find him who cares yeah yeah and, and he'll lose half of his salary too uh so he'll lose uh he'll lose like nine million dollars plus fines uh so i'd be happy about that too but yeah i think i i honestly think so too i don't know the numbers on what uh like the the plus minus and everything when joel and beat had guards on the floor with him but I, I i feel like last year there was a couple times where he had four guards on the floor with him and it was just like a full uh you know a, what do they call it a four out one in and it, the spacing's crazy and then he can just go to work and you have to bring double teams from like you know 10 feet away versus just a ben simmons defender taking a step to his left uh so yeah i agree with you on that media day was epic it was the most chaotic <laughs> hilarious ridiculous media day we've ever had and we will ever have that's why i was sitting there for three hours streaming the whole thing because it was just like i was cherishing the day because it's never going to happen again we're never going to have a media day where all the players have to sit up there and every reporter you know is going to ask them about a player that's refusing <laughs> to be there <laughs> it's just it was was joel and b was brutally honest and i loved every second of it uh yeah yeah what, what was the second part of your question i don't remember I was I was just asking what you guys thought about yesterday and pretty much like you know how they handled it today. Um, oh yeah, I mean what what choice you know today, but I mean yeah, what choices they really have? You know, you got to go into camp and play with who you have. And some of the quotes, I feel like I'm always gonna feel like players are slyly taking shots at Ben Simmons for the rest of his career <laughs> every time they say something, even though they probably aren't. But it's like every quote I see is like eh, it's kind of yeah. like yeah, we're good, we don't need you. Yeah, I, I thought Joel and Tobias handled it well yesterday. And to that point, um, there was a quote I talked about earlier in my video from today. Tobias Harris, when talking about Tyrese Maxey, he literally said, Tyrese is doing great things in the half-court offense, and the point guard position is so crucial. Um, and he's making bet, you know, guys better around him and, and things like that. I felt like it was a, a subtle shot at Benson. I, I really did. Um, and Tobias yesterday, like, he was open as well. So I, I like how our guys handled it. You know, they can't just completely throw them under the bus. Uh, but at the end of the day, I like where we're at as a team. 
And like Rom said, and like we've been saying, you know, who cares about this guy? Now, uh, we're going to talk about the report today as well, because that was just, I mean, these just get worse and worse. Like, how many excuses can you make up in the book at one point? Like, I feel like I should just go back and write all of these down. But Jonathan Martin with the Super Chat says, never thought I'd dislike someone more than Biden, but Ben Simmons took that spot. Hashtag fine Ben all year. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go straight politics on us. Damn, man. I've listen, I've been on YouTube for two and a half years and I that's the I've avoided politics this long. And Martin finally got me. He finally got politics on the screen. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is even worse. The situation. Like, we look at the report today, and for all of those that are in here that might not have the background on it, you might not have seen it. Pretty much today, two things came out. Number one, two five said that he, he he's done. He said, I'm done with playing with Joe Embiid, as if that means something, because his style isn't conducive to the way Joe Embiid plays. And then the second thing that came out from Kevin O'Connor pretty much stated that during the conversation that Doc and Daryl and them had when they went to L.A., let's keep this in mind, they went to L.A. <laughs> I mean, Ben Simmons denied his teammates from coming to L.A., but those guys went to L.A. when he told them they wanted to be traded. And essentially, Doc tried to talk to him about staggering minutes with him and Joel Embiid and using him more in a Giannis-type role, which would kind of, you know, entice him to have more space. And 2-5 essentially said to him, no. He said, no, I, I just don't want to be here. I'm done. It's like how and, – and now it's, you know, that's not going to help me. Like, how many more areas can we look at this from? And, and like, this is just miserable. It's pathetic. Why is Doc so obsessed with him? Why won't he oh. let it go? He's trying everything he possibly can to get him to come back, man. It's it's really sad. And, yeah, Ben Simmons can't play a Giannis role because he's not as aggressive as Giannis, period. Right. He's not. He just, I mean, Giannis tries to end people's careers when they step in front of him in front of the rim. Ben fades away, jumps away, or panic passes the ball out against anybody. You know, Trey Young, Chris yeah. Chioza. Anybody else that I remember off the top of my head? Duncan he Robinson. Duncan yeah. Robinson. <laughs> I'm going to read the quote here, too, because where is it at? Oh, here it is. So this is what apparently, according to Kevin O'Connor, Clutch Sports wants Ben Simmons to land on a team built around him. Quote, league sources say the primary motivation for the aggressive holdout is to steer him to a team that's built around him on offense. Like, come on now. Are we like – do they think everybody else is living in some different world now? Come on, Yo, man. so he's actually so reluctant to shoot a basketball that he's now asking the entire league to bend around. He's now asking the entire <laughs> league to help him out. I don't want to shoot so bad that I need to go to a different team. I need somebody to accommodate me because I'm never going to shoot. It's the weirdest thing ever. Who's going to do a, it? It's embarrassing, dude. Like, and I rewatched the Hawks series, made a whole video, my recent. It's one of my better videos. <laughs> Dude, It's I can't believe you could look at that film from Ben's representatives or, or Ben Simmons himself. And then the first thing he does is go in the press conference. is like, yeah, but Trey Young was 5 of 25, bro. Like, come on. And, <laughs> and like, Doc did it too. Doc did it yesterday. Bro, he literally sat in the corner and like just stood there. It's, it's just ridiculous. And the thing is, like, Giannis makes layups. I have film of Ben Simmons missing layups for at least five minutes in the Hawks series. I, yeah, I saw you posting on, them on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but I stopped the thread because I, I felt bad for Simmons just because I, I just felt bad. 
because he's so he's so wrapped up in his mind. It's like he has no self-awareness. It, it's it's just sad at this point. It's crazy. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Like you said in your recent video, DJ, he's like a freaking six-year-old. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's weird. I don't, I don't understand how it's gotten to a point now where, like, this is the most miserable thing I've ever seen in this sports city. Like, how do you – like, this even tops the Carson Wentz situation by a mile. And it's just like, this guy is so toxic, man. This guy – and, like, what's going to happen when he leaves? You know what I mean? Is is Doc just going to act like this never happened? Like – yeah, you're right. I think Doc Rivers is really ruining his his uh, image in the city of Philadelphia with this nonsense because the whole city hates Ben Simmons and Doc is, has been battling the fans for like over a year now and it's not a good look because you're right. When Ben's gone, we don't like Doc Rivers anymore either. Like everybody's, Everybody thinks he's a joke. Yeah. And AJ here says, you guys are butthurt over a playoff game. Yeah, that's what happens <laughs> when you're a fan of a team. Like, oh shit, just... we're butthurt? That team was that Hawks team was trash. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you think I should be happy? <laughs> the two five supporters look worse every single day. I think that was a Hawks. I think that was a Hawks fan. That had to be a Hawks fan. It must be. It must they, be. They love, dude. They won. That was their that was their NBA championship right there. That second round victory. They just they didn't even care to win anything else after that. They were just so happy to win that second round playoff series after beating the New York Knicks. I, I honestly think that when Simmons gets traded, I think Joel Embiid's going to sneak oh, this yeah. in somehow in the public. Like yesterday, he literally referenced the shooting videos that we <laughs> I loved it about every day. It's like <laughs> like he he's doing everything he can without blatantly saying, like, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, he should have just said it in, in media day. He should have just said, you know, he's a loser. We don't need him. We're good. You know what's funny about the Hawks Sixers series? Like the whole narrative is like, the Sixers beat themselves like the Hawks the like the whole media just took over and like was talking about the Sixers like they didn't they didn't really care about the Hawks it's pretty funny yeah it's pretty much how it went yeah but it was the easiest path to the Eastern Conference Finals of all time that's what we were told so we sold um yeah and and Connor here I we we get your point we really do you know Doc trying to maximize Ben's value but my thing is and like People were just coming at me the other day with this, like, oh, this is a PR thing. It's a P. My thing is, we are in training camp. There is no more PR. Like, this is it's just stupid. Like, you're, who are you fooling? If you can't fool us, are you going to fool another GM? I mean, come on, man. You got to understand, people like Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is like 62 years old. So the whole, like, leaking reports and social media and all of that stuff, he does not have any understanding for. I think he just thinks he can give his opinion on something and the world's not going to explode. But really like he says one stupid thing and it's retweeted 10 million times. He doesn't understand. I don't think he understands social media at all. You know, back in his day, it would have to be a reporter that recorded his quote and put it in a newspaper and like sold it in the store. I don't think he gets it. Nah. Uh, In terms of camp today, what did you guys think in terms of, uh, how we, you know, came out. I, there was a lot of praise about Tyrese Maxey. So uh, apparently Tyrese was running with the ones. It was the same, essentially the same starting lineup, but this time we actually had a point guard in Tyrese Maxey. Um, and he was taking advantage of it. You know, he was running with the ones. He looked comfortable. Tobias talked good about him. Seth Curry talked good about him. Doc talked good about him. Like, what are, what are your guys' expectations for this camp? And, you know, do you think Doc's finally going to rely on 
on Tyrese now like he should. He better. I mean, I think it's a good sign that he's he's starting him. And he also like said in the press conference that he's like he plans on playing him or whatever, or he hinted at it. So I think Tyrese is in the clear from the Doc Rivers curse, I hope. <laughs> but that being said, there's something that Doc Rivers said that really pissed me off um, during media day, like about Tyrese Maxey. And he said, like, he was talking about um, how he was playing last year. And he was like, uh, I, early on, I just didn't like what I saw from Tyrese. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't like what you saw from Tyrese? That dude put up 39 points in his first start or one of his first starts. And you're not, you don't like what you saw because he was too reliant on floaters. Are you kidding me? Like that dude should yeah. have been playing all last year. It's ridiculous. Like, how do you watch that? And he's watching practice too. And he even says how 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 much a hard worker Tyrese Maxey is. So, like, how do you do that? How do you look at that and be like, ah, uh, let's not play him? Why don't you let him let him go through his struggles? Because then when he did play, he improved as the season went on. You saw less and less floaters. Every game, less and less floaters. He started to play with more pace. So he improved. And it's like, Doc, are you kidding me? Why are you not playing him? Because he's obviously something we don't have. But guess what? Guess why we're not playing him? Because Ben Simmons was probably pissed off low-key. And he was telling Josh Harris, oh, I don't like Tyrese out there. He's handling the ball too much. That's probably what happened, to be honest, knowing Ben Simmons. Probably. Sorry, I just ranted. And and I don't really – I can't stand the fact that if a young player makes a mistake, it's like Thank it's you. like amplified times a million. Like, oh my God, Tyrese had two turnovers. Get him out of the game and don't <laughs> play him for a week. But other player like Ben Simmons could have eight turnovers, score five points in an entire game. Like, you know what I mean? And, and it was never. I just don't understand that. And yeah, like you're right. How's the player supposed to learn and adapt his game and everything if he's not on the floor? He was 20 years old. I mean, it's not that hard to, to look at a game tape and say, look, man, your only move right now is is a drive and floater. Like, you got to start kicking it out. You got to start looking. Like, tell them what to do. Tell them next game you want them to stop and pull up mid-range jumpers and stuff. It's not that hard. You don't have to stop playing him. Doc was so inconsistent all season with, with stuff like that, playing Shake Milton for, like, three weeks and then not playing him for, like, a month. Uh, Yeah, anyway, back to uh, training camp. Um, I think Tyrese Maxey is going to be awesome, and I think – the way that players were talking about him today gives me a lot of hope. And I think they're all happy. And I think they're all kind of relieved because the guy with the ball in his hands spacing the floor makes everybody's job easier. Uh, they're not going to come right out and say that. But I think they're all happy to play with a traditional style point guard. And if he did improve what they're saying, he improved like his facilitating and really trying to learn how to run the half-court offense as a point guard. It could it could just be flat out better than it was with two five on the floor. And, um, and, and I want I want to make another point too because I was thinking about this right. I have a I have a good feeling that these guys like we heard that they were playing hard all day. You know, couldn't get them off the court. I have a feeling based off of what I saw today and yesterday with how they answered the questions. I think there's a little bit of vengeance towards two five. I really do like oh, yeah. he, like Tobias Harris and Joe Embiid. Not only like they not only were they honest, but they look kind of pissed off. Like yeah, they were everything like again, everybody caters to this guy and he just keeps spitting in their face. Like especially with the report coming out today, like how many times does Joel have to be disrespected? Especially a premier talent like him 
And it's just every like this guy's literally trying <laughs> without going over the fence here and nothing works. You know what I mean? So I think these guys are a little bit more hungry today. And I think they came out here like, you know what? Screw that. We got this. We got this. And we're still going to be a solidified team. Doesn't matter if he's here or not. Also, another thing is they're probably relieved because Danny Green could go up to Tyrese Maxey and he'll be like, yo, do this instead of that. And Tyrese isn't going to he isn't going to get, you know, butthurt about it. Joel Embiid could do the same thing. You got to you got to run the pick and roll better. And Tyrese will be like, OK, I got you next mm -hmm. time. Like if you do that with Ben Simmons, you're probably going to hear from Rich Paul. You're probably going to hear <laughs> from his dad. So like it's just a bad it's a bad thing to have in the locker room. I'm sure it's just a much better atmosphere without him there. It's that plain and simple. Dude, that probably did happen a lot, especially with Brett Brown, because Brett Brown had no power at all when it came to a superstar level player or an all-star or a max contract. So anytime they wanted Ben Simmons to do something, and Brett was good friends with his dad too, and there was probably a lot of conversations about not being too hard on him about certain things. He's insecure about this, this, and this. Oh, I'm so, so glad it's over and almost like officially over. And you're right, dude. Like You need players in there that Joel and B can look at him and say, yo, you're passing up open shots, man. Shoot the ball. Like, you know what I mean? You, you can, you should be able to openly talk about that stuff like that with your teammates. Like you're giving me a harder time because your man's doubling me because you won't shoot. You should be able to say that to someone <laughs> and they should be able to be like, yeah, you're right. I'll shoot. I'll shoot it. And then they just shoot it like, yeah. like a basketball game. <laughs> yeah. And another great point that Joel brought up yesterday was how not only is he lacking aggression with scoring, but in terms of offensive rebounding, like, DJ and I went to the game. We were talking about this game too. Like, you know, a ball goes off the front of the rim and Joel's getting double teamed. And I feel like two five would just sit there. Like he wouldn't even go after the rebound. Like this guy could be a way better rebounder. Like every part of the game. And Joel knows how dominant he is. He's not afraid to put it out there. He's like, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the most skilled center in the league. They can't guard me. You know what I mean? Go and get me a rebound. You know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, shout out to Gossip Girl with the Super Chat. Says, would you guys have taken the Kyle Lowry trade at the deadline? It's kind of hard to say at this point. Like, we've I feel like we've gone back and forth with it, depending on what you have to give up. But, you know, it's kind of hindsight now. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you guys take the Lowry trade at the deadline? Does that mean this upcoming season, or is that, no, no, was that the last, last trade? Oh, yeah, I mean. He didn't want to come here, I guess, right? We Who tried to it? get him. Maxi or or is it Simmons for Lowry or Maxi for Lowry? If it's I think Simmons they were trying Lowry, to get I think they were I think they were trying to get him without giving up Ben Simmons at the time, I'm pretty sure. They were trying oh, to package. Oh. Yeah. I I thought that they asked for Maxi, Thibel, and like three picks or something like that. And we said no. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we we said no because it was oh, like okay. the last second thing and they were going between us and Miami <laughs> and um yeah they, if they ended I'm, up, they if ended I'm up being keeping. real if i'm being real i would have done whatever it took to get lowry because if you have lowry tobias and Embiid, i don't see how you lose in the east to be honest yeah that'd be a great lowry's team. like great really team. lowry's good he's like cp3 yeah. level in my eyes and and Embiid has never had not that Embiid needs to be elevated but just a point guard like him or like cp3 like he just makes a center so much better just by positioning on the floor where he gets him the ball all that stuff so yeah an experienced point guard like that would have just been amazing at least for you know a couple of years but who knows how long Embiid has left i think the timing would have been perfect yeah.
Yeah, I agree. Shout out to Aaron as well for the $10 super chat. Much appreciated. He says, I'm excited for Shake Milton. He's been a 40 plus three point shooter his entire career, except last year. I have a feeling it was an anomaly. He could end up being a really good six man. The dude is still young. I was high on Shake. I, I mean, one of my hot takes was that this guy was going to be in six man of the year conversations um, based off what he's bringing to the game. But it's just, it, it's a common trend on, on this team. It, honestly, it's like, Sometimes there's just too much inconsistency and lack of aggression. But when he's on, when he's in his zone, he could be mm -hmm. really good. But what do, what do you guys think about Shake this upcoming year? Yeah, he looked last year. He looked like there was times where he definitely looked almost unstoppable. Like he had that quick, slow game where he would just get in the lane, do his little like slow motion euro step, and and finish at the rim or pull up from the mid range or or shoot three. And he was always he always seemed like a pretty good three point shooter. Like when he was wide open. You know, it went in for the most part. Uh, and then, he, yeah, he just had inconsistencies in the playoffs. There was times where he looked like he didn't even want to shoot it. He would start to hesitate and then pick up his dribble and stand around. Like, he just lost his confidence and stuff for some reason in the playoffs. I don't know if, you know, it had to do with the lineups. It had to do with his inconsistency in minutes and just throwing him in there for a couple of games and then not playing him again. And I don't know, but uh, Shake's still really young, and he, he definitely has – uh, a th he can definitely be a three-level scorer with confidence and consistency. Thing I thing I like about Shake is he's not afraid of the moment. Like he came in that Hawks game where he was like pretty much doubted by every fan. Like fans were against him. If you guys remember, hey, well, we were at that. That's like, the game we were at. Yeah, I remember you were at that game, and then yeah. he saved the day. Also, yep. he hit that three against the Spurs. Like he has that. He doesn't care. Like he'll shoot even though he's like shooting thirty percent from three. Plus, his shot is nice. I don't care about the percentage. Like, a lot of people were saying Tyrese Maxey was a bad three-point shooter last year. But, like, even when he shot it, it looked good. And most of the time, it was back rim miss. So, like, percentages are iffy every now and again. Also, I blame Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons for Shake's inconsistencies. Because having a player like Ben, it's like you go in the game and Shake's like, am I the point guard or mm. am I the two guard? So, it's like it messes with your head because Simmons got to handle the ball. And then sometimes he doesn't want to handle the ball. So shake was kind of in the middle of like, what am I, am I a point guard? Am I a shooting guard? And then doc rivers would play him one night, not play him another night. Then I think he got injured. So I think, I think we got to fire doc rivers. I'm being real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's get it, the way he's looking in front of the fans that this whole off season and stuff, it, it's getting to the point where if he, if he, I don't think it'll take much. I really think if he blows a, a – if we get to, like, maybe we're we're the three seed or something and we blow a, a playoff lead that we shouldn't blow, maybe he'll be gone after just two seasons. I think, yeah, I think if we blow another lead, I think he's gone. Um, and I think if we don't get past the second round, I think he's gone. And that's that actually brings up another thing I want to talk about. I don't know about you guys, but it's really been disgusting me every time Doc spits out of his mouth about how last year we had new guys – and, you know, getting to the almost getting to the Eastern Conference Finals is just like the best uh. accomplishment ever, <laughs> as if like he hasn't been watching this team the last like or at least pay, paying attention to this team the last four years. Like our goal was not to get to the second round and lose against the stinking Hawks, a team that had no playoff experience like this was our chance. Like it was our best chance. So I, that just it pisses me off. No, I honestly think Doc Rivers did absolutely no research on the Sixers. He just showed up. He was literally he was about to retire. He was about to retire. And he was like, "Oh, and now I now we realize it was all because he's so in love with Ben Simmons." He was like, "Oh my god, Ben Simmons, I get to coach. I get to coach the best player of all time that won't shoot. I get to coach the the best 
facilitating defensive player ever. He, and he just came here. I don't think he did any research at all. And the way that he talks about it, it was just like, does this guy have any idea what we did the year before or the year before and that this is not a success? This is a, a failure based on what we were supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think Doc has it anymore. He's 62. He tried to retire already. He's 62? Yeah. Oh, my. Get him out of here. But he <laughs> called it a miracle run last year. Didn't, someone, didn't he say that? Yeah, that's what I was referencing. A miracle run because They're it's the all one new seat. players, all new training, all new staff. It's like, come on, man. We yeah, lost it, to the Hawks. It's hard to win. Where we were majorly, yeah. The Hawks had a miracle run. You don't appreciate Ben Simmons. Somebody Same somebody team. tweeted me a DJ, and they said they, they uh, captured a clip from him, and he was like, yeah, you know, I've been in a lot of losing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I was, I was at he did say that. Doing, I've, man? I've been in a lot of losing rooms. We're like, yeah, we know. Um, but like, like, okay. <laughs> and he was just so snappy on every question. But um, shout out to all the channel members. We still got we got three hundred people up in the chat, guys. Uh, shout out to you wherever you're tuning in. Let us know if you're enjoying this. Um, again, shout out to Steven. He was sick, so he couldn't make it tonight. But we're we're out here holding it down. We might make this a weekly thing. So let us know. Uh, Josh says he has us on the on a tablet, and the Ooh. Phillies on one monitor, and the Flyers on the other. Um, and there was a good question. Shout out to um, John here. Appreciate him. Great channel member. He says, are we at all worried that Maxi is represented by Rich Paul? That's a good question. What do you guys think? No, nah, I'm not worried. I mean, I just think um, I think it's Ben Simmons more than Rich Paul, to be honest. I don't think Maxi would would Maxi wouldn't not take accountability if he messed up in the playoffs. So I, I could care less. I think do, that's do you a, think the NBA is going to step in eventually? Because I feel like they might have to in, in a couple of weeks. I really do. Oh, yeah, they probably will. But I'm I hope they do. Maxi. What are they going to do, though? You know, because it's like he's not coming. And it, it like they can't really do anything to us either because we kind of control the situation. So it's like fine him, fine him, not give him anything. He doesn't care. That's the problem. Like, I, I feel like he'll sit out the entire season without a doubt. You know, like, okay, fine. See you guys next year. Dude, without, uh, without like a whole new CBA collective bargaining agreement, you, they can't do anything because the way that it's set up right now, you know, he signed well, his contract. He has to be here. He refuses to play. What can they, what can they really do? Let me tell you something. He's ruining the future players looking for contracts because oh, yeah. Like, yeah. imagine the clauses that are going to be put into future contracts now. Like, you know, if you sit out even a practice, like, I mean, there's going to be bad uh, violations, reparations, all that stuff. So that's how se- that's how selfish this dude actually is. He's he's asking the entire league to find him a team where he doesn't have to shoot, and he's also ruining future contracts for NBA players. He's insane. He's absolutely lost his mind. I got a question for you guys. Do you think um, maybe like Maury's like talking to other GMs and they're like, "Dude, just hold it out so we could yeah. we could shift the league to our side because." The players run this league right now, but this Ben Simmons situation could flip the whole thing. So you think like GMs aren't trying to trade with um the Sixers because like they see this and it could potentially change the way things go in the NBA. Yeah. And that that's why like last week when I was saying that we should keep him, like I, I really feel like Daryl has come to a point where he's gonna be stuck in his way. And he's like, you know what? All the crap that this guy's put us through. I'm not training them until we get what we want. 
I really feel like it could be held out and held out to the NBA steps in and all this stuff. Like he, I mean, Daryl knows everybody in the league. Right. And he's probably getting these like terrible trade offers. Like here's just some scrub and a first round pick. And Daryl's like, you know what? Nah, nah, this mm-hmm. guy, like I'm in charge of this team. I made these good moves last year. I haven't got the luck my way this time. Like, you know, I'm not set. I'm not settling. I'm not. And that's where I think his mindset's at. And I think it's just going to be a, a standout. I do. Yeah, you don't have to let a player bully you. And I think that's where we're at now. And you're kind of at the point where you've seen players bully teams now the past couple of years. So maybe they're at this point where they're like, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're not going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are at that point. And the way Daryl Morey's uh, body language was at the at the at media day, I was just kind of laughing the whole time because Doc was saying like dumb things. Daryl was not agreeing with him at all. He was just <laughs> sitting there. And, he was laughing. And he was like smirking when they asked him about I just don't I don't think Daryl can control his like facial expressions when talking about something like that. And I really don't think he liked Ben Simmons from the jump. That's why he said championship or bust when he first got here. I think he knew he had to split these two up to really build a, a, a more uh, a roster that makes more sense just position wise. When when uh, he said that there was four teams interested in acquiring Ben and that they had four offers on the table, did you guys buy that or no? He said a bunch of teams, and Doc was like, "Well, four. They like they kind of argued for a second. I was like, "What are you guys doing up here?" I don't think they like each other, man. I think Maury thinks Doc is an idiot, and he's. I um, think Maury is a fan of the game, and he like I. I'm telling you, I always reference oh, his no. post his post game after Game Seven. A couple days later, he was absolutely just appalled. Like he was like, "I can't believe we lost that series," and I feel like. When it comes to Doc, like he doesn't agree with them. He doesn't. I think they're both just collecting a paycheck at this point, if I'm being real. I think I'm more on RB's side here. I really think Daryl Morey does <laughs> does not think Doc Rivers is 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 smart. I just think he he oh, thinks, yeah. okay, okay, Doc, yeah, whatever you say. All right. Josh told us to agree on things, but I'm not listening to what Doc says. Like I don't I don't I don't, think I don't really think they get along. I don't think he's ever liked Ben just because he won't shoot. I think he's just like us, honestly. Um, yeah. shout, out, shout out to Kenny with the five dollars super chest. Is Ben really about to lose thirty million because he's petty? I pray he realizes how stupid that is. Do you guys know what I would do for thirty million dollars? <laughs> it's like ten dollars. It's just thirty million. Think about thirty million dollars. He's gonna sit out because he's he's terrified of fame. I'm telling him. I've said it before though. You know, and other other they're talking about other NBA players trying to give him advice that this is not a good business move. Like this is not a good business move, dude. And you. Your money can go so fast when you're at that level and you have an obsession with buying $500,000 cars. Like you can blow money very fast. You know what I mean? And if you're giving up 30 million and you're not really good enough to get a second max contract or a super max, it's, <laughs> dude, the guy might be on a veteran minimum when he's 29. <laughs> if he never shoots the ball and is never any good, why would he get any more money? You guys think he starts shooting when he goes somewhere else? Just out of spite. Yeah, but he's not going to be consistent. You don't just wake up one day and shoot in game and become consistent. Like it's, it's not that easy. Like, no, no, I agree. I agree. But I, I think he's so petty that the first game he goes somewhere else, he's going to be like, yeah, I don't, I hate these. (laughs) Let me just pull up from three, like the first possession of the. Oh yeah, probably, but. But I think that's why his 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 yes man and all of his friends around him is not good for for his development either because. 
he doesn't even there's he's nobody telling him like yo you're gonna have to learn how to shoot or your career is gonna be done by the time you're 29 because once your athleticism slows down what else do you have dude yep yep shout out to aaron with the super chat appreciate it, it says news flash for those unaware the phillies are ass yeah the phillies are i they're a disappointment <laughs> man i just well uh, so they, they lost <laughs> they were only one and a half back right and they lost to the freaking pirates last night yeah, on fan not, appreciation yeah. night, they lost six yeah. to zero to the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, not, not right yeah, they're down two nothing. I have them on uh, here. Wheeler's pitching too. How are we losing with Wheeler pitching, bro? Yeah, if they on, it's because we can't hit a lick. If if we lose tonight, mm. we're done. We're absolutely done. So well, think how about many games this, are left? Uh, three against the Braves and three against the Marlins. Oh, they're losing to the Marlins for sure. They never beat the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter how bad the Marlins are. They always lose to the Marlins. <laughs> They have they're to gonna sh- sweep the Braves and get swept by the Marlins. Dude, that's that's gonna happen. <laughs> they're gonna have like a crazy ninth inning tonight. Three one, <laughs> three one home run, Bryce Harper. But think about this: Ben Simmons hasn't even gotten to the level in game where he can shoot a basketball. Once he reaches that level, there's gonna be a whole nother new level of new problems. Ben's gonna when when he starts shooting, he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I have to be consistent." He, he's just, once there's adversity. He's gonna run away from it. Like I can't he always has. fathom. I can't fathom how this dude literally goes to practice every day and will not shoot. Does that make any sense? Like, or he'll he'll even do a pregame. You know what I mean? Like he's out there hitting 10 threes from the corner. Like I don't know. Sad thing is, it's like he's he it's like he's that one kid in school that everybody makes fun of when he leaves. Like, there's no way <laughs> John Wall and all of these guys don't talk about it when he walks out of the gym. They're like, bro, why won't he shoot it? Like, what the hell's wrong with him? Like, and then they're cool to his face. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, they, these guys go through multiple second round exits and they just let that fly. You know what I mean? And then we get a coach that comes in and babies them more. Mr. Blue supposed Mr. to not baby him. All right. I agree. Oh, my God. I hate Doc Rivers. I'm shifting <laughs> my more. You hate the Doc. I'm, we're there with you. Shout out to Blue with the super chat. Doc Rivers back to back second round exits. Let's <laughs> three feet. I mean, how many how many leads can you blow in a playoff series? Like how many times before you wake up and realize, like, let me let me make a couple adjustments here. So what do you guys think? Like him. the uh like basketball is a sport though, where if you have good enough players, this coach is kind of irrelevant. I mean, his lineups matter, uh, but you know, do you think you can win a championship? I mean, he already won a championship, and I don't really know. What is I didn't watch the Boston Celtics that seriously in 2008. Uh, but do you think you can win a championship with Doc Rivers? Like just his deficiencies being overshadowed by having like good enough players on the team? I'll let Romp go first. Um, I think so. I think if you have Embiid, you have a chance, but probably not this year. I think um, I don't know. I think we need to fire Doc, but I, there's definitely a way you could win with him because he's not that bad. Like. His rotations are terrible, and his not playing young guys. Like, I already know I'm going to be calling for Charles Bassey instead of Andre Drummond. Like, that's going to be a huge thing for me. I already can tell because Drummond's – he's not that good in my opinion. Um, but I think you could win with Doc, but it's not ideal because he doesn't help in any way. Like, um, I don't think his – I don't think the way he runs the offense is anything, like, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So – I don't but think he helped them beat. So, yeah, I mean, I would pose this question to you guys: like, if I were to say, like, look at the guys last year, almost every player got better in some way. 
Like Tobias played up to his maximum potential. Joel Embiid played at an MVP level. Seth Curry played really good. Um, you know, especially as the season went on. Danny Green, surprisingly, like it was the perfect role for Danny, just sitting in the corner and and chopping threes. Um, like a lot of guys played well and better than they had. And I just feel like two five is the common denominator. Like mm-hmm. go back each year. Like Jimmy Butler came here. He like he fit in really well. I know people don't think he did, but guess why? Because we had a guy that couldn't shoot on the floor. Mm-hmm. Besides that debacle of an Al Horford, uh, Joel Embiid lineup, like I, I just feel like the the same issue has been here. And it's like when when two five goes away, I feel like the asinine Doc Rivers goes away as well. Like he just it, the defense will be over, and we can just focus on what the team does well. But I feel like every player gets better. So yeah, I do think we can be in contention. But we will need another star. Imagine if you had a good traditional facilitating point guard on that team with Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. Like we were one bounce away from beating the champs. Yeah, and and Jimmy put the team on his back a couple times in the playoffs. You know, buzzer beaters to tie games and stuff like that. Man, he was lights out. He was lethal, and 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 we lost him because he couldn't stand how soft Brett Brown and Ben Simmons were. Yeah, I, I just and Joel's not mean enough to. If Joel was as mean as Jimmy Butler, Joel and B would probably have a championship by now. He deserves yeah, it. That's true. He does. Well, Joel Joel wasn't at the MVP level though back then. So if if he was at the level he is now, like easily we would have won that series. Even though Greg Monroe cost us, but but is Joel at the? Was he like? What do you guys put as the main contributor to his success last year? Was it the new system that Doc brought, or was it more of Joel and, you know, like his nutrition, being in shape? Like, I feel like it was both, but I feel like Brett Brown never knew what an offensive system was. But Doc, you know, he had Joel posting down there every single time, and it was just too dominant. Like, it was so simplistic, but nobody ever did that before. Yeah, there's like, there's like, go ahead, Rob. I think it was maturity and just past failures. Like, I think that had a lot to do with mm-hmm. it. And he watched, he like always talks about how he watches film. So I think it was that. I really honestly don't think Doc had anything to do with it. Like, obviously, he put him in the right spots, but it wasn't like, like you said, it was very simple. It's like, oh, post him up, put four shooters, put Ben in the short corner, get Ben away from him as possible. Like, it's like you could have drew that up. So I think it's just Embiid right. improving and, just being more mature and actually taking care of his body. Well, that's what I said about, I said that about doc and I say it about Daryl Morey too, that the the guys before them were so bad at what they were doing. They just had to show up and do what any person with a brain would do, you know, like, okay, we got to get rid of this Al Horford contract. A a 12 year old on Twitter could have told you that, like, you know, we got to do this. We got to get Joel in space. A six year old that plays 2k, (laughs) Could do that. Not a six-year-old, maybe, but at least a ten-year-old on two K knows that you gotta get space for your dominant center. I mean, it's not rocket science, you know. I agree. We've been how long have we been screaming this on here? Like, <laughs> put Joel down in the post. You know what I mean? Do your thing. And even with Tobias, so Doc, yeah, Doc looked like a genius because even with Tobias, like you need him to be coming around screens, you need him to be going downhill, you need him to be moving. He can't be an isolation player. These are all things Brett Brown was doing. That were just so stupid that it was easy to fix. Right. <laughs> I gotta thank I gotta thank two five for something though. I thank two five for being so 
bad that Embiid had to literally change his whole entire game just to compliment him. <clears throat> and I feel like that's going to just – that's going to expand Embiid's career because if he plays on the perimeter more, it means he probably won't get hurt as much. Plus, he's actually taking care of his body. Like last year was the first year where it was like, oh, he's he's actually taking care of his body. So you could tell he's in the best shape of his career. He's got ten more years. You heard it here first. That was another subtle shot at two five yesterday, in my opinion. Uh, Joel was like, yeah, you know, if it, you know, I, I might shoot more threes this year. Like it's going to help us win. You know what I mean? Like he just. Everybody knows it's it's sickening, man. Um, it's pretty obvious. I, I can't take it. With Gotti, with the Super Chat, thank you. Says, I've been trying to get on a call with you all for a minute. RB never picked up. I would like to say a few things, guys. Please, even if it's StreamYard or calling, this is just for a few minutes. He's calling That's up to out, you. It's cool with me. Yeah, I'm done. I don't care. I mean. Uh, with God's an MVP, man. He Super Chats all the time. Yeah, he's yeah, always get here, him in man. here. Shout out to the 340 people in here. Let us know if you guys drop like a one in the chat. If you guys think we should do this like a regular uh, stream together, because we were we were talking behind the scenes after you guys had incredible support. And honestly, we feel like this is one of the best Sixer shows there is, honestly. And that's after one time of all of us getting up here together, because, you know, we 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 get all the thoughts from you guys, man. It's like there's a pulse of how we feel, you know, so yeah. let us know in the chat, guys. With Dang, with a lot of ones. With not really anything to really analyze at this point, you know, once we start playing games and stuff, we'll we'll be able to just we'll be able to just get up here and analyze all kinds of things. So, I think it's a good idea. Absolutely, everybody's dropping the ones in the chat. Uh, with guy, hit me up on Twitter, um, and I'll send you the link. We'll get you up in oh, here yeah. for a couple minutes. Why not? Um, also, one other thing I want to talk about with you guys. Speaking of, I said this earlier in my video and on Twitter. Two five leaving. All right. And I know Rom's not going to like this, but I'm not as worried. You know why? Because Matisse Thibel showed up <laughs> today already. All right? The one play we have, the main play that was recorded at, at camp today. Thibel, there was video? I didn't see any video of, of training was, camp. Hey, bro, you got to mention the other person in that video. I know, I know. But but the, the play started, first off, I don't know why Danny Green was trying to dribble the ball, okay? But he goes he up for a shot, and Thibel said, get that out of here. <laughs> Which leads to a Furkan Korkmaz Ali on the other end. Come on now. Thibel, guys, Thibel was what, fourth in defensive player of the year or something like that? He played half of the minutes that these other dudes played. Mm -hmm. I My hot take is that Thibel's going to be a better defender than 2-5 in a couple of years. What do you guys think of that? Well, I always, that was always one of my defenses when people came at me with this, oh, but we lose defense and Ben Simmons is such a great defender. Being a great defender is not a number one pick max contract type of thing. You don't draft somebody that high and put all these resources into him because he can play defense and can't play offense. That's that's just ridiculous. Matisse Thibel was what a late first round pick, like maybe second round, but what was he? What was he 28th or something? Yeah. Uh you know, it makes more sense for you to get a player at that point of a draft and he's not probably ever going to be a max contract star player, but he's a defensive specialist. You don't overpay for a defensive specialist. There's a defensive specialist should not be in a $20 million house with a car collection dating IG models. Like a defensive specialist is Matisse Thibel. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready to see him be a better defender than two five. Well, I unfairly get painted as a Matisse Thibel hater, even though I like Matisse, but I think like I've been saying, 
when you have Ben Simmons on the team, like it just ruins Matisse because like you can't put him on the court at the same time because both of them can't shoot. And when mm-hmm. Matisse was in the game against the Hawks, like they were disrespecting him offensively. But I'll give him credit. He actually tried to cut and make himself available off ball, unlike 2-5. But Matisse, he's got he's to make more threes, obviously, but I think he's working on that. <clears throat> um, but without Ben Simmons on the court, it's it's fine. You could have a lesser shooter, and at least he's willing to take a shot. So without right. Ben Simmons, Matisse com- becomes that much more valuable. And I don't know. I, I think he's going to be a great addition, but um, I think our bench is underrated, bro. Like, I think Furkan's going to be good, even though a lot of people – uh, criticize him because he's a little dorky at times, but I think he's, I think <laughs> he's a straight, yeah, I think he's dorky at times, bro. But he can shoot, man, and that's what you need next to Embiid. And I think he's gonna improve defensively. I think Thibault, Shake, and Furkan—that's a good three off the bench, in my opinion. I agree with you a lot on on uh, Matisse Thibault because, like, you get—I guess you get slack for hating on him when you're when you're talking about his offensive game, but it's facts. Like he he. Most of the time, he looks when he gets the ball in his hands and isn't just like flying to the basket. He looks like he has no idea what to do with the ball. Like he doesn't actually have like a basketball IQ. So that a defensive specialist that is not a guy that you want to be caught with the ball in his hands is something you have to. You got the other four players on the floor have to be offensive minded players to hide that. You can't have Ben Simmons out there not doing anything in the half court, and then Matisse Thybulle, and then the spacing for Joel Embiid is horrendous, or whatever centers in there. So. You know, <clears throat> so I agree with you on that. I think he, I think he's got to grow and mature, and if you know, we get two years down the line, and he's no different than the offensive player he is now. I think it's a fair gripe, you know. Like, come on, you got to develop, but at least he's willing, you know. At least he's trying, and like you said, you know, we'll see. But this guy is so good defensively; he really is. He's he does have to be a bit smarter though, so we'll yeah, see. I agree with that. Um, shout out to Aaron with the super chests. Would you trade two five? a first or two and Springer for Jalen Brown. I know Boston needs a point guard. I don't see any way that Boston would take now. First off. Okay. Let's, let's talk about Boston for a second. Um, I don't know what they're doing, but they have, they have the 2019 Sixers. So maybe it would fit. You know what I mean? Jay rich Al Horford. I don't get what they're doing. All right. But, um, <laughs> I never know what they're doing. Jimmy uh, J is going to be so mad right now. Jimmy J's in the chat. Jimmy J's um, <laughs> in terms of Jalen Brown. though. Sign me up, okay? I used to talk yeah. so much smack about Jalen Brown. I got to give the dude credit. He works. He works on his game. Like, look at how much he improved, man. I thought this dude was going to be a bust in his first year. He's proved me wrong. What do you guys think? I have a hot take. I think, Jalen Brown's, I think Jalen Brown's better than Jason Tatum. <laughs> he's, under, he's underrated as hell for some reason. Like, people... Jason Tatum gets all the spotlight, and Jalen Brown just quietly averages 25. You know why? why? It's because the Celtics are an inept organization. They went out and traded for Evan Fournier. They needed a center, and they brought in Fournier. What is Jalen Brown supposed to think at that point? Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing. It makes no sense. They're they're crippled. Their Achilles heel for two seasons now has been interior defense, and they don't do anything to fix it. Now now they brought Al Horford back, but he's (laughs) three years later. He was already at the end of his career when Elton Brand overpaid him. So, is he going to be any good at this point? Uh, you know, I actually think the Celtics will be <clears throat> will be good, and I think the Horford is actually good because he fits there. While in Philly, like that fit was just horrendous. I think with what he needs to do in Boston, he'll actually be productive. 
And I think getting Schroeder for like 5.9 million only is like such a steal. And just having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like their offense is going to be good. So it gives them a chance against anyone. So I think Boston will be right there. Not saying they'll win the East, but I think they're kind of being slept on in my opinion. I think they have some good young guys, but in terms of Horford, like he didn't even play last season. He literally got put in basketball jail by Sam Presti. Like he, I think he played like 20 games and Presti was like, yeah, we can't win any more games. So we're just going to sit you out until we trade you. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, which the Thunder are allowed to do for some reason. They're oh, allowed yeah, to do yeah. that. <laughs> Everybody else you. is not allowed to tank. And Sam Presti is a god. Tank? They treat Sam Presti like a mm-hmm. god, even though he... It's crazy. Like, they I... find the Warriors for Steph Curry sitting out one game or something without an injury, without a listed injury. I think they even find the Sixers one time when Ben sat mm-hmm. out a game without a listed injury. And the Thunder are allowed to be like, we're going to stop playing people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they lost like 60-something <laughs> games. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, we beat that team by 60 points when we played them. I was <laughs> like, who's out here on the floor? Like, unbelievable. With Gotti, thank you for the super chat. Says, just tweeted my email at you. I got you. I'm, I'm going to send you the link. Um, We have a super chat from Chris. Thank you very much. Says, run it back. Song is stuck in my head. Romp love the <laughs> Hulk's breakdown. Doc oh, needs yeah. to watch that. That exposes Ben. You guys need to watch that video. I'm telling you, bro. I forgot about that. I wanted to react video. to it, but then media day happened and stuff. I, I could I could probably do that tomorrow. Yeah, it's, just do it, man, <clears> because <throat> it's it's a good video. It's one of my best. I actually I like watched the whole series, so it took like way too long. And I wanted to jump off a bridge because it was like reliving a nightmare, <laughs> but <laughs> it was worth it because you I I I don't blame Ben for the loss. I well, what's are we good? I'm lagging out. I can't. I, I can't. Oh, sorry. I, I just lagged out or something. But like rewatching it, like I think just having Simmons, Tobias, and Embiid, you were kind of doomed from the get go. And then Simmons kind of just like I feel like he just mentally was out of it because he wanted to be traded. In my eyes, just watching how he played, watching how lackadaisical he was, but just having Tobias, Embiid, and Simmons, it's like. It's just too obvious what we're trying to do, you know, score in the paint and give Embiid the ball. It's like, yeah. so I think we were doomed from the get-go. I would also add that to, apparently today, <clears throat> the, the first thing they did at camp was play that, like, film from that series. Like, they just sat, you know, oh. sat down and, and straight smacked them with it. Like, here's how embarrassed we were. Um, I, I kind of like that approach, you know? Like, I don't like to, you know, dwell on it, but at the same time, like, that was embarrassing, so... Uh, they that, did that. That's that's what they said. Yeah. So I like that. Wow. We're all the players like, hey, one of our main deficiencies in this series <laughs> is refusing to come here. So, well, they 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 must have did more than when Brett Brown was coach. You know, when Brett Brown was coach, they they watched the film and they didn't say anything. So, <laughs> I'm gonna send you a tweet yeah. on Twitter. Um, RB, there it was a picture of Joel Embiid literally getting. Um, one on going one on seven against the Hawks and Ben Simmons and Matisse Well, It's yeah, crazy, ridiculous. And, and I also saw a clip from today too, and I tweeted about it. Uh, the first thing that Doc said when he when he huddled the guys, the first word out of his mouth was accountability, and I thought that was interesting. I just thought it was interesting. Maybe it, it you know doesn't mean anything, but um, shout out to TJ here with the super chat. Thank you very much. Is would you take Van Vliet and Gary Trent for Ben? Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. I love Van Vliet. I was getting slack for that months ago when I was saying I would take Van Vliet 
for Ben. I love Van Vliet, dude, and he shoots from deep. And he's a little he's a little combo guard at times too. He can he can handle the ball. He can get to the rim when he needs to. He Van Vliet like sometimes takes over games. He has games where he dropped, you know, forty points. Uh, and he was kind of unheard of a couple years ago coming up behind Lowry. Like I love Van Vliet. I, in a in a heartbeat, I would take him for Ben, especially and, now that we're screwed. And all you Ben lovers, he would have done a better job on Trey Young. I can tell you that. Yeah, look at this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, what man. are we doing? This is why I'm like, is Doc really a good coach? Actually, because like- this is exactly this is you have the two guys you said can't be on the floor together in the paint when Joel Embiid is trying to get work done. These guys have to be out at the three-point line, and it can't be them because the defenders would still be in there. You need two three-point shooters on the other side of the floor. This is ridiculous. Let me let me ask you guys. This makes me so mad. I can't wait to react to this whole video. <laughs> I'm so mad looking at this picture. Let me ask you guys something. Like I don't know what Tish is doing here. To be honest, I I just feel like he's a rook. You know, a, a second-year guy just running out here doing anything. In terms of yeah. Simmons, though, like, what do you do with this guy? He doesn't rebound. He doesn't try to rebound. He doesn't try to like you know go up off the cut, right? If if you hit him with a little bounce pass, like he looks out, he looks out to pass. Like he was just so lost in the series. But like, where do you even put him on the floor? <laughs> and then he's getting fouled at the same time, dude. He it, can it, only play transition basketball, right? And we we didn't realize that when we drafted him. His transition game is so elite. Seriously, like he's Magic Johnson in the transition. And as soon as the as soon as it's half court NBA basketball, he's totally useless. It's terrible. Nobody knew that. If the if there was if it was a two second shot clock in the NBA, Ben Simmons would be great. And it's crazy because like you know how the quote came out today, how Simmons doesn't want to play with Embiid because their styles don't mesh with it, which is fair, I guess. But at the same time, like in Game Seven, I went over there was countless possessions where Embiid literally was playing point guard, feeding him the ball. And it led to zero points because he missed every layup of him posting up in the half-court offense. It's crazy. And then when he's off ball, his hands are down. He's not even trying to cut or anything. Like Matisse Dybul on that play, Matisse actually was trying to cut. Ben Simmons never tries to cut. He just stands there. Like, I re-watching, bro, Ben Simmons, he did not want to be there. It's it's clear as day. And with how athletic he is, are you guys trying to tell me that he can't get 10 rebounds a game? Like, come on now. This guy could get 14 rebounds if he wanted to. He gets well, five. That's the thing. about That's why it's, I always talk about Hart with him because he's had games like that. He had a 20-rebound game, I think his rookie year or his second year, and he had 17 rebounds at halftime. Like, this dude was on pace for 34 rebounds in a basketball game. <laughs> the and the he goes entire games now and gets four. It makes no sense. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Shout out to uh, Steven here in the chat. It looks like Brett Brown's offense. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I can't wait till this is over with, y'all. I, I just can't. I'm, but I'm, I'm just really excited about this team. Like, it's, it's not like I'm starting to see what you guys are saying about, like, once we get this guy out of here, even if we don't get the immediate player that we need, like, we're just going to be a much more flourished team. Like I, I can't wait to have a point guard. We haven't had a point guard in seven years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, it's just a breath of fresh air, and you know, everybody wants an immediate championship, and we want to take advantage of Joel Embiid's prime, and that's what everybody was stuck on. If it's not for Damian Lillard, I'm not doing it. If it's not for Bradley Beal, <laughs> I'm not doing it. 
And I'm like, I, I said this. Did we not say this before it came out that he's not coming back? We were after game seven. I said, he's not coming back. There's no way this guy's coming back to Philadelphia. I thought the Sixers were going to trade him before it got to this point. I think the Sixers kind of forced him to tell them he wanted to be traded because he thought it should have been obvious, you know, and they, they pussyfooted around and, uh, but yeah, I mean, just it's a breath of fresh air, but yeah, I don't think we're going to get that trade that makes us automatic favorites in the East. Let me ask you guys this, because this is something I brought up <clears> last <throat> year and I, I want to get your guys take on it again in case people weren't here. Maybe your, your opinions changed, but like after all the events that happened in the last week, say you're a GM, right? Minnesota, Indiana, whatever. Like, if I'm if I'm an opposing GM, right, I'm not giving up more than like any you know than what I need to for two five. Like, I don't like what happens when he goes to the next team and they don't give him what he wants. You know what I mean? Or they don't give him the exact uh, layout of what he needs to succeed. You know what I mean? Like, is he gonna sit out with three years left on his deal? I, I just. I don't know. I th I feel like he has diminished the entire thing. That's why I don't see a trade happening. It is weird that he has these deficiencies and refuses to work on them and then kind of demands that everybody else help him out and everybody else change their game. And the team needs to put the right players around me. I can't play with Joel Embiid. I can't do this. I can't do that. So, yeah, it's weird because what if he does go to another team and it doesn't work? What's he going to do? Uh, right. I, think, I think it's um if you're like the Kings or the Timberwolves, or any of those teams, um, I think it's worth going after him because, like, just rewatching that series, man. If he just actually just put in effort, like he we he would have dominated. Like there was um game three, second half, he he dominated, uh, facilitating, getting to the rim just because he was confident. So like, there is a way you could get something out of him, and maybe it gets you to the playoffs. But he's never going to be that, like, you know, Kawhi Leonard type where he's going to be takeover in the fourth quarter. It's just not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I think it's worth it if you're, like, Timberwolves or – because, like, what else are they going to do? Plus, Cat is, like, the best three-point shooting, like, center we've ever seen. So, like, Cat and Simmons, it could work really True. well. And the only other perfect fit that I think I see is the Denver Nuggets with Jokic because, you know, he's a, he's a three-point shooting center – that handles the ball doesn't really play in the post that much at all. Uh, so maybe that could work. But you are right that uh, – and that game three is the one where Doc told him to be aggressive. I think the only time that entire season that Doc said it to him. But at halftime, he told Ben Simmons to be aggressive, and he scored 11 points in the third quarter. Like, this guy can score 40 points in a basketball game yeah. when he's aggressive. I, th I think he, if he goes anywhere, I think he goes to Minnesota because when you have a new ownership group, and you can't land free agents. Like a guy called into my show, he was a Timberwolves fan, and he said, you know, we just can't land anybody ever. So that's why we'll be the team to bite on it. Um, and if they're willing to give something up, like they have a new GM. I'm sure you guys heard about what happened this week with their yep. their GM. Like I, I think if they're trying to make a splash, I think it's Minnesota. And what I would with God. What happened to what happened to our guest? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's still here, but his camera's off. Uh, I mean, like Oh, I'm, I'm here, guys. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Oh, thank you for having me on, man. Thank you. I appreciate this, man. No problem. No doubt. It's an honor, man. Thanks for supporting us, man. Appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, man. So I just wanted to say some things because I'm actually on Rome's um, side this whole time, man. You see, I don't <laughs> – look, man. 
all those babies in the comments talking about on Twitter, tweeting back at, you know, DJ, Ben Simmons, this, Ben Simmons, that, bro. Y'all got to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> last two, like, for three straight seasons, bro, like, at this point, you just have to see it. Like, you got to see Like, you just have to see it. This guy has no off-court offense. He has mm -hmm. to go. I actually like what's happening right now because it's like this guy wants to go. So just let him go, bro. Like, I don't even know why we're not trading this guy already. I don't get it, bro. Like, get someone for this dude at this point. Like, D'Angelo Russell and Malik. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, please. D'Angelo Russell, bro, are you kidding me? D'Angelo Russell. Are you kidding me? Gets. So you guys remember, he changed their, their culture. If you guys remember, mm -hmm. that was why Kyrie and KD could come over because D'Angelo Russell, like, Turned that franchise around. Yeah, you're right. They were in the basement. They were in the basement. He was an all-star. Like, what are we talking about, bro? Like, Russell is better than Ben. Like, this, I don't get it, man. Like, if you're 6'10 and you have all that skills, yeah, you're supposed to be a great defender. And I want to say this. All this talk about Ben is a better defender than Joel, that's nonsense. Yes. When Joel is not on the court, bro, go look at the, the stats, the advanced stats. Joel is a way better defender than Joel, um, than, than Ben when they're both on the court. And to Rump's, to Rump's point, Ben didn't want to be there. Like, it's just obvious. That guy did not. He never wanted to play. He just he threw that series away. I mean, it's just, it's just sad. And at this point, like, I don't know. Like, this thing has been happening for years. You guys remember when he came out and he was like, if you're a Philadelphia fan, stay on that side. Like, oh. I was I was already done with him, but I was definitely done with him when he said that. I was so mad about that because I'm an that's just such a that's such a loser mentality. I'm an all star. So, like, bro, are you serious? Someone asked him, like, um, Ben, are you gonna get better on your shot? He said, repetition. Like, bro, are you serious? Is th this guy can't like if this guy could make um 20 free throws in a row, I promise you we would have seen the video. If Ben Simmons can make 20 free throws in a <laughs> row. We would have seen the video. He can't do it, bro. I promise you. Ben no, can't make 20, 15 free throws in a row. I can put my house on it, bro. He can't make it. I promise <laughs> you. That guy cannot make it. So I'm just here, man, to, to, to let y'all know, man. We got to give up on this dude, man. Like, And the last point I want to bring up is the fact that last year was actually the first time Ben Simmons had to take that that, you know, that backseat. You know, Doc Rivers told him, you know, you don't have to score a lot. Um, Joel has to do most of the work, right? He had to take that backseat. And what happened? And now he wants to run away because he can't get his numbers. So that should Ooh. tell you something about Ben Simmons. That's a good like, point. I never thought of that. That should tell you something about this guy. Like, that's the first time. If you guys remember when we had Al Alford and Josh Richardson, um, Josh Richardson with the weird feet, Joel was averaging like 23 points and 47% shooting. Like, Joel was not getting his numbers. He was shooting three-pointers. He didn't care about any of that. And Ben Simmons made the he made the all-NBA team that year. If you guys remember, he led the NBA in steals. He was the guy popping. Everyone was talking about Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. And now, when he has to take the backseat for the success of the team, he's trying to run away. That should tell you something about Ben Simmons, guys. That should tell you something. So for all you Ben Simmons fans, you all got look. Y'all gotta get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, yeah, there's yeah. none. There's not really any left. It's there's over. not really any left. The only, the only ones, the only ones that are really left are on Twitter, and it's because Twitter is honestly 
like mostly 10 year olds. Like it really is like, that's why the, the, that's why there's so many on Twitter and I don't respond to any of them because I just, I started to picture myself responding to a 10 year old child face to face and I wouldn't do that. So why am I going to respond to them on Twitter? So <laughs> I, w- I would like to say something back to, to what you just said. Um, why did he have to take a back seat? That's the real question because he won't shoot a basketball. You get what I'm saying? Like, even though when beads down low in the post, why can't you pull up from the elbow? Like, is it like that's not enough motivation for you to shoot a basketball five years into a career? That's all I have to say. Like, it like he he won't ever do it. I he thought won't. he wants to. I thought he wants to take a back seat. Like the way that he plays, he doesn't want to be the guy that has to score and everything. So doesn't he want to take a back seat? He's delusional. <laughs> he doesn't know what he wants. And I don't want to get personal like that, but like for you guys listening to this, please don't raise your son like that, bro. Like you gotta raise your son to have a, like some some sort of accountability. Like Ben Simmons is a grown man. We're talking about a twenty five year old. Bro, you look in the mirror. Are you bro. kidding me, bro? Like, my dad, bro. When I was younger, I don't know about y'all. My dad used to smack me in the face, bro. Like you got a tough hug, like. Sometimes when you do the, some dumb shit, like he whooped my ass, bro. Like, I don't get it. I don't think anyone ever whooped Ben Simmons' ass. I'm just saying, bro. To. Like, there's no way he's never had scrutiny before. He was, he was perfect like, all really, his life. I don't, I don't think so, dude. I got on a personal level a couple like like a year ago, and I got a lot of slack for it at the time. But I met Ben Simmons' dad at at a Sixers game, and I had a Ben Simmons LSU jersey on. I was a fanboy to the max at this point. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> to meet Ben's dad and his mom. His whole family was sitting right behind me. And I turned around, and I, and I recognized him from the Showtime uh, documentary what the, that they did, which now is a big joke, because why'd you do a documentary before? But anyway, uh, I was like, yo, Ben Simmons' parents, like, it's so that's so cool. And they were like, what's up? And I was like, can I get a selfie? I wanted a selfie sitting in the seat with Ben Simmons' parents behind me. And this dude literally looked right at me, and he goes, we don't take photos. And I was like... And I'm like, bro, my family's from Philadelphia. You're not even – you walk into a city that you've never been to and you're going to act like you're fucking Brad Pitt over here? You're going to act like you're, you're – like, I was so mad. And that – the way that guy looked at me and said that, I can tell that he thinks he's a superstar. He treated Ben Simmons like a superstar. He treated the whole family like royalty. And that's why Ben acts the way that he does. And, and to your point, like, you know, the, the grass is not always greener on the other side, man. Like, I don't think Ben can make the all-star team in the West. I don't think so. No, no. I don't, I don't like, who is he going to, like, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker? Oh, hell no. Hell, hell. Like, I don't think he's going to make the all- all-star team in the West. And, I mean, you know, I'm kind of happy that happened to him because, you know, it comes to a point where reality has to smack him in the face. I We're mean, talking about Ben Simmons' dad. This is the same guy that tried to make him ambidextrous. I ben mean, Simmons is a right-handed shooter. I'm not trying to get personal with anybody's parents or something like that, but like, it's just so obvious to me. It's like his father doesn't talk to him. Like, if I was Ben Simmons, my dad would be on my ass. Like, I'm telling you, bro. Like, <laughs> no, the, the no, way Ben, the way Ben, me. the way Ben's he's acting right told. now, I guarantee you, he like, told his mom to shut up on a daily basis, and and like, she 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 took no. it. I guarantee it. He was probably like, shut up, mom. I'm Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, he still like, he still hasn't even taken accountability one time. Like he's so far did. he's so far gone. Like that's why I feel bad for him. Like how even can you not take it. accountability? It just makes no sense to me. 
I saw DJ's video earlier, and that was a, that was a good video. He was talking about how Joel's take the back seat over the last couple of years, and that's true. Jo Joel was on record on video saying, you know, Ben, if you're uncomfortable, you know, don't take jump shots. I'll take threes. Go to the rim. Joel did all those things for this guy, and this guy is saying, I can't play because Joel clogs the paint. Like, make it make sense. Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> This I mean, he's so he's right, game. but it's because he won't shoot. He's right, but it's because he won't shoot. <laughs> this is a grown man. Thank you for having me, y'all, man. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stay here for too long like that because this is y'all show. So, I just hey, want to thanks for doing it, man. Things, man. Like, Appreciate thank you guys you, for having me, man. This is this has been thanks, great. Bro. It's an honor. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good stuff, bro. Make your own channel. We have a uh, seriously. Just put rants on YouTube yeah. with God. Just put rants on YouTube, bro. We have we have a couple uh people in the chat once again talking about um just just you know load of crap um let's do it let's let's wonder, respond to I'll, it why I'll not I love why, people. you guys are wondering why nobody wants him I mean uh, we don't wonder why nobody wants him to do are we are we supposed to sit up here and pat him on the back it's okay Ben maybe next year we'll get past the second round doing the same thing that we we do every year like not changing we know why nobody wants him. Or is he saying us trashing him every day is why yeah. nobody wants him? That's that's he, what he's saying. That's oh, such that's a lame just... take. People people say that every day, like they care about me in in my in my attic with a with a with a, a fake wood screen behind me and a you know a couple hundred dollars worth of sound equipment. <laughs> Come on, you just ruined the illusion. Didn't you see my video today? You can see the ceiling. It's like it's uh, like uh it's wood paneling like behind you, but I put this thing over it to make it look like. Yeah, it's not real at all. Uh, but yeah, why would somebody care what I say? It's ridiculous. Yeah, look they, at where they, I am, bro. People, like, come on. They, now. Here's the problem, DJ. They have nowhere else to turn to. They have a little booklet of every excuse possible. And the last four years, it's been this. It's been that. Oh, we didn't have shooters. This, that, that, this. Brett Brown, this, that. Where does it stop? Now it's our fault. Today's Joel Embiid's fault. Now, now it's, it's YouTuber's fault. fault and it's Steph Curry's fault. Then it's Corkmaz's fault. Like, who's, who's oh, I don't blame Corkmaz. Come on. No, they, they will. It'll, his time will come. Next, That's it'll be boy. Tobias Harris's fault. Next, it'll be Tobias Harris's fault. It's everybody else's but fault, man. That's that's my main problem with Mori. Like, I think he should have just let him go right away. Like, I think he could have got D-Lo, like Malik Beasley, all that early on like we would have talked ourselves into it but now at this point i'm on your guys' side we just keep him because his value is just in the dumps you know what i'm saying so that's why i want to keep him now because like what are we going to trade him for role players and like now nah, i'm good i don't even know if we could get d low anymore and that's why i'm mad at maury i think maury should have just cut him loose right away um a week after but now you got to play the long-term game and i don't know what's going to happen I just want to answer this because I, I feel like a lot of people think this way. Here's the fact of the matter. It's not if we get rid of Ben, we're not going to get out of the first. It's the fact that with him, we'll never get out of the second. We got to find a better. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay. We can get worse now. If we end up getting a better player, a guy that will try it, like we're never getting past the second with him because he uh -huh. won't play offense. It, it's not that hard. Like, see, people like that, like they love to flip the narrative every which way. And he's it's, also talking about he's also talking about them getting swept by the Celtics. They're oh, they always go back. Oh, they always the go back to that. Didn't they get swept without Ben Simmons? Yeah, dude. They had two centers on the floor. <laughs> they had Brett Brown. 
They had their their the only guard on the floor was Josh Richardson. He's not even it's a guard. Excuse. We had they Alex had four. Burks, Glenn they Robinson. Had, dude, they had four forwards on the floor and a and a and a, and Shake Milton. It was the worst spacing you could ever imagine. Correct. And let's not forget, he took out Alec Burks after the dude had eighteen off the bench. He Brett, sat uh, for Howell Neto. Are we, Brett, are we Brett hated Alec Burks, man. Brett hated Brett hated any hated a point guard that made sense. He hated it. Oh man. Can I just reemphasize a point? Um like do people realize if you get rid of Ben Simmons, like everyone is gonna benefit from it? And we truly don't know what some of these players can bring. Like Shake right. Milton has been in terrible roles. Now that I think about it, he's been put in terrible positions throughout his whole career, and he's shown flashes of just being a scoring beast. Now, without Ben, there's actually going to be spacing on the floor. And you got Tobias, who was the second best player on the team last year, who averaged 20 points with Ben Simmons clogging up the lane for him. So it's like, we don't know what this team looks like without Ben Simmons. So how could you say, we're not going to win in the first round, we're going to lose in the second round? You don't know. The goddamn Hawks made it to the conference finals with Kevin Herter. The shooters. We don't yep. know. Ben Simmons is a better Ben Simmons is a better player than um Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey, but he's not a better fit for Embiid and Tobias Harris. So what do you we don't know yet? So you can't say anything. Tobias yeah, Harris has significantly less talent than than two five. But what does he do? He comes out and plays a bigger role than he needs to. That's what guys with ambition do. He sees a what he needs to do and he does it. Like it's not hard. It's really not hard. I mean it's really sad that 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 somebody I mean, what is the percentage of somebody being 6'10, 240 with that kind of speed? Like it's it's really never been seen before. So it just so happens somebody with a physical makeup that's never been seen before doesn't have the work ethic to 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 take advantage of it. That's just so Philly, it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just unlucky. <laughs> Elijah says, will his trade value increase if he never plays again? Who knows what's going to happen? It's a tough situation because he's like, he wants all these things to happen, but he keeps derailing himself. Like, you want to go to LA? Why are you derailing your own trade value? See, like, you're making the path hard. Like, at Mm -hmm. this point, that's why I'm saying, like, Daryl is, if you saw him in that press conference yesterday, you talked about him just sitting there laughing. I felt like outside of him smirking, like, he, he was just like strictly business. Like he did not even want to be there. He was so like disgusted. That's, that's what I get. when I look at Daryl, he's just sitting there and he's like, I've had enough of these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what he should have done really. If, if he was smart, if Ben was smart and he really wanted to go to LA, he should have said, listen, I'll come back. If you agree to trade me at the trade deadline and he should have sucked it up. He should have showed up in the first game. He would have got booed right when they announced his name or whatever. He should have went out there and shot a three the first time he touched the ball. You know what I mean? It's like he has to enable himself to get what he wants if he wants to go somewhere. So it's like that's what he had to do. And the the fans would have been right back on his side. They would have loved him again. And if he would have just played hard until the trade deadline, he would have got what he wanted. He could have handled this behind closed doors. It's crazy. He could have handled this behind closed doors. He could have went out in the public and said, you know what? It was my fault. I played a big role in us collapsing, you know, I'll be better. And he could have went behind closed doors and said, all right, you know, 
let's uh let's get a, a trade negotiation going here like, let's let's get something in movement you know and it would have happened and that would have been that but no i respect wesley because he he wesley's such a fanboy that he's willing to pay money to be a fanboy <laughs> he said that last stream too <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awesome dude but Wesley, dude, I love you, man. But you gotta, you gotta just think with your head. Like Embiid averages thirty points. If you take him off the court, you know Ben's gonna probably do better. And plus, like I said, Ben's not a good fit with Embiid. That's why we need to get rid of him. It's for Ben's best interest too. So that's why he wants to get traded. But it would be way easier if he could develop an offensive game. But oh, that's that, that's asking way too much from Ben Simmons. I apologize, Big Ben Simmons. Jeez. I mean, obviously, his games are his best games are without Embiid because he's a point guard that scores all of his points in the paint. <laughs> so when Embiid's not there, he gets to do what he wants, right? But you, but but he can't really guard the rim, so right. you can't play him at a small ball five. And I I still can't figure out why he can't guard the rim. By the way, he it's it just goes in line with everything else. But Wesley, you're right. His best games are without Joe. Because he won't shoot a basketball. It's like, do we have to keep, do we have to paste that on the wall or something? Like, it all comes down to that. It's not hard. LeBron James could play with Anthony Davis. You know why? He shoots the ball. He shoots a basketball. Like, it's not hard. LeBron's actually a pass-first type of player. He shoots. He gets a wide-open shot. He's going to pull it. It's not hard. I'm starting to think who does Ben fit with? Somebody just said Ben only fits with centers that are floor spacers. Joel Embiid shot 39% from three. Literally, the, the clip that I posted on Twitter, and I said, ha, look at Joel all in Ben's way, and he's literally like a mile away from him, five feet beyond the three-point line. He's spaced the floor for Ben Simmons every chance he got. It all depends on what, how hard he plays. Yeah, that's... Like if, if he goes downhill like he knows how to, he can fit with a team of all shooters. But if not, like, he's just another guy. Yep. He is. And when you're getting paid that much money, having that, oh, is Ben going to show up? Is just, you can't have that getting paid on a max contract when you're a number one overall pick. It's just embarrassing. And, yeah, he could go to another team, but it's not going to fix that. I, I think that's unfixable at this point because mm -hmm. he obviously doesn't have the passion like Maxi and Embiid. Yep. No. He has to play the rest of that contract, take his $170 million. If he loses $30 million, he still has $140. <laughs> just, you know, and he has to just, I don't know, maybe the, maybe that's it. But I don't see him developing into a, a player that's going to earn another max contract. No, not at all. He's perfectly fine with sitting now. Anthony, thank you for the super chat. They should have contracts like the NFL where, it's, where it isn't 100% guaranteed so things like this won't happen. It would make the league better. It's something's going to happen. Based off of this situation, I mean, that even, is gonna even, happen. even if like this gets settled now, something is still going to happen. Like they will never let this type of situation like it, it's become a laughing stock. It's every day there's a new report like this is bad business for the NBA because what's going to happen when the next guy doesn't like his team? You know what I mean? And some other team around the league has three years left on his deal. He's going to be like, all right, see you guys later. I'm not coming back. That is going to happen, and that sucks because it's not that the players don't deserve the money. I mean, the players that refuse to play don't deserve the money, but uh, I hate nothing more than giving billionaires more money. You know, So I'm all for guaranteed contracts. I'm all for if a guy breaks his leg two weeks after signing it, you owe him that money. Kiss my ass. You own a $500 billion uh, company that owns six professional teams. Like 
you know, so, but it sucks that it is ruining the league because players are choosing where they go basically by refusing to play. So you do have to make it a non-guaranteed contract to stop that from happening. Yeah. John, great comments. Has Ben only put up numbers that week because he was in one last ditch effort to make the all-star squad. <laughs> I really do believe that at this point. Crazy. Yo, uh, Wesley, I got some stats for you, bro. Wesley um, with the super chat. What does he become next to Cat? It depends well, what he wants to be next to Cat. Simmons without Embiid is 34 and 34 in his career. And with Embiid, he's a 144 and 63. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Cat's a good player, but they could be a losing team still. And here's another thing, and I think I said this on the last stream. People always bring up the plus minus. Joel Embiid is so good offensively and defensively. The starting lineup is always going to have a better plus minus than most teams in the NBA. So if Ben happens to be on the floor with him, his plus minus is always going to be good. That doesn't mean he's contributing. He's just on the floor. Plus minus is an entire, like literally how many points you score versus the other team when you're on the floor. Yeah. And you know what's crazy too? Like Joel's such a good defender. I feel like he'd even be better because I feel like he has to exert so much effort on the offensive side. And then look at what he does on the defensive side as well. You know, like, Imagine if he had a co-star to kind of take that pressure off, you know? Imagine Ben Simmons as a number one option getting game planned against in the playoffs in the West. Like, he, cool. he's been, like, the third or second option for the Sixers, and he's been virtually zero because coaches have game planned against him. Imagine if he's the number one guy. They're going to be even more focused on him, so he's going to get ex exposed even more. Every player um, at one point, Struggles in the playoffs. Embiid, Kobe even, Luka Doncic has struggled games. Like, imagine if Ben was the number one guy. He's going to struggle mightily, and it's going to be fun to watch as a Sixers fan if he makes the playoffs. Before we get to this super chat, um, because I'm, I'm going to let you guys take this. I just don't have the breath for it. But shout out to Wesley. He says, I gave you all $2. Y'all can't answer my question. I literally answered your question. It's what was the question? What does he become with Cat? Yeah, it's what he wants to become. He can be a great player, but it's all about his heart. So he either becomes the, the Ben we envisioned when we drafted him, or he remains the same player. If he keeps on passing everything up and shooting the ball four times a game, like it's the best way I can answer it. I mean, if you're, if he's, if I think Wesley wants a certain answer, like he wants you to he say does. he's going to be better with Cat because Cat spaces the floor better than Joel Embiid because he wants everybody to blame Joel Embiid. The thing about Ben Simmons fanboys is, they hate Joel Embiid because he's the superstar and their favorite player who they who who it's they have great. they have a room full of his posters and and you know they don't they wanted Ben to be a superstar and Joel Embiid took the spotlight because of Ben Simmons but yeah uh listen Cat can play on the perimeter a lot better than he plays in the post it's another fit that's like Jokic in my opinion it's a better fit than it is Joel Embiid. I agree with you on that, Wesley, but it's a better fit because Ben Simmons won't shoot a basketball. Correct. <laughs> but, but you are they're also acting like Ben Simmons is like a generational inside scorer. The dude can't finish around the rim near the level of Giannis. So this notion where you're going to put him in a Giannis role is impossible because he can't finish around the rim like Giannis. Like no, he naturally ability, avoids contact. Yeah, his finishing ability because he doesn't want to get fouled. So, like, even if you do put Cat him next to Cat, there's going to be problems. And I feel bad for Cat because the Timberwolves are a terrible organization, 
and then you're putting <laughs> Ben Simmons next to him. Like, pray for Cat, man. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because he doesn't want to get fouled. I think even before his free throw deficiencies, he just naturally like Euro steps and fades away from contact. Like it's just the way that he is. It's the same way that he avoids like when somebody wants to fight him on the court and he kind of backs up and stuff. Like he's just that kind of non-confrontational guy. He's he's soft. He's the type of guy that takes an open layup when he has a wide open lane instead of throwing it down. Like DJ, how could he be soft if he's a defensive player of the year candidate? <laughs> once he realized once he realized he was an amazing like like left to right lateral defender for his size, he took it to the next level because he knew if I master this, which requires no actual basketball skill, just moving really fast, then everyone will, will say how great of a defender I am. Then I don't have to play the offensive side of the ball. It's ridiculous. Yep. Andre with the super chat. Y'all are weird keeping someone, Ben, that you don't want. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to it. Well, Maury, Maury was tripping, and and he saved him till now. So now we literally can't get nothing from him. But we'll eventually trade him, hopefully. But I want to say this also, this defense thing. Damian Lillard yesterday at – um media day or whatever he said the reason i'm not a good defender is because i got to put 30 points a game that's why I, i'm not a good defender and chauncey billups also said he's planning on giving cj more ball responsibility and my the reason i'm bringing that up is if you get another player who can average like 25 next to tobias and Embiid, Joel's going to become a defensive player of the year candidate because he can exert more energy on defense it's, it's very simple. When you're scoring 30 points, especially with Embiid, how he posts up and stuff, that's taxing. It, it takes a lot of energy out of you, and you're just going to take plays off defensively because you got to score. So if we get another scorer in here, Embiid's going to turn into a defensive player of the year candidate. I'm telling you, he's already all defense, second team or whatever he made last year. Dude, I just saw another. I just keep seeing Wesley in the chat. And it's just so much fun to respond to him. But he said, <laughs> he said, did you just say defense requires no basketball skill? Like man-to-man -man defense is a physical ability. It's just physicality. That's all it is, athletic ability. No, it's not basketball skill at all. I can t literally teach a football player how to play defense. That doesn't mean he can dribble a ball and shoot it. That doesn't mean he's a good basketball player. Defense is, is physical ability. Like that's why there's so many good defenders in the NBA that absolutely stink on the offensive side of the ball because that's not basketball skill; it's physical skill. It's being big and strong and fast and having the the hand-eye coordination to move with the guy with the ball. That's doesn't make him a good basketball player. Where do all these Ben supporters come out in the chat? Damn, they come out every so often. Just my opinion, of course. I started saying that on my videos recently. In my humble opinion. <laughs> now, if you if you disagree with me, DJ, you're wrong. Yeah, you don't know basketball. That's how it you works on anything. You're casual, bro. Casual. That's it. Yep. That's what they say. Um, and a clown too. They love the clown emoji. Instead of just you're wrong and this is why I think you're wrong, it's like, oh, you're such a clown. Shout out to Curl eighty four. Uh, this is little more than emotional hate-based geek talk. Um, look, at the end of the day, we are just three dudes on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, 
I that's the best part about it. It's like you guys hate us so much, but you come back every every single stream, every video. Like you're here. Why have you been here the whole hour and a half? You must love something we're saying. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. It really I've learned I've learned to love the interaction, honestly. You know, all press is good press, all interaction is good interaction. Keep it going, man. Yeah. Shout out to Love Music. We have a we have a lot of great people in here that that you know. Yeah, he's right. He's Thanks. right. We shouldn't be focused on the Ben stands all night. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We got to focus on the positive <laughs> peaks. It's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> and then when they do come at you, it just makes you want to make fun of Ben Simmons more. It's kind of weird. You know, you get that feeling, DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. There was times in the beginning of the of the YouTube thing where where I would question myself and I'd be like, oh, am I pissing people off? Do they not like my channel? Blah, blah, blah. And then I started to realize people that agree with me and feel what I'm saying are so much more valuable than people that hate me. So then I just doubled down. Now I'm just going to say, I'm going to say it times 10 because the people that agree with me are going to love it that much more. And the people that hate it are going to hate it that much more. And you just keep it going. I mean, it is what it is. Have your opinion on whatever you want. Say, say 100% what you think. If people hate it, they hate it. Whatever. Shout out to Wesley's last comment. I respect that a lot. I can't, yeah, I, it, I can't even see the chat. I mean, we still got almost like 400 people in here. You guys are amazing, by the way. Even if you guys do hate us or love us or somewhere in between, <laughs> like the fact that you guys are still here, like almost 400 people is crazy. We are live on both channels. Um, that's the thing about it. Like the like Walk with Lyle on Twitter defends Ben Simmons to his grave. It's unbelievable, actually, but I respect it because he just keeps he just keeps coming with it and he never backs down. And then when you know his Eagles takes and other sports and stuff, I agree with him. And I'm like, uh, he's you know, he's a knowledgeable sports guy, so I like him as a person, but his Ben takes are horrendous. And I, I'll tell him every chance I get, and he'll tell me that um I don't know what I'm talking about. And like, you know, it's 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 semi respectful. We don't you know, hate each other. There's people that unsubscribe if you say something they disagree with. That's what's funny to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Aaron, Aaron yes. the super chat, man. With Ben's yes. touches going elsewhere, we have plenty of scores. Tyree, Seth, Toby, Shake, Burke. Every one of those guys can score at least 10 a game. Yeah, I hear you. I agree. Um, what do you guys think about Seth Curry? Um, I think he, I I thought Seth Curry had one of his best years. Um, and I he did. I, you know, I th I feel like him and Danny are the perfect complements, you know? But honestly, I feel like even if we move Danny back to the two and have Seth coming off the bench as a six-man, I think that would be nice, too, if we could find the right fit in there, you know? I think Seth, Seth sounded kind of sad in his press conference because I do think Seth Curry benefited more than anybody uh, that Ben Simmons has ever played with because Seth is such a good three-point shooter, and he has that at least somewhat ball handling ability combo guard uh, at times that anytime Ben was on the floor and he needed to do this, like they did, they had to run this dribble handoff game and all that stuff. Seth benefited from that so much so that it's like, he almost thinks like, Oh man, I'm not going to get as many wide open threes because Ben's not emergency passing me the ball every time the defense runs away from him. So I, I think Seth Curry benefited a lot from Ben Simmons, but, uh yeah, I love Seth Curry. I, I hope he I hope he keeps up what he did last year. I do think he's just not gonna get as many open looks as he did because Ben was always passing him the ball. 
I yeah. think um, I think Seth benefited from Embiid as well. With the, they kind of did it in the playoffs a lot with the pick and roll game with them, kind of like JJ Redick. They need to do that more. Like JJ Redick was unbelievable with Embiid. Why can't Seth Curry be too? So I think Seth could do that. But like, I just don't think um, Sixers fan realize like having like capable scorers like all these guys. It's just it's it's going to be refreshing and. I know they were on the team last year, but it's going to be whole different without Simmons because Simmons just – it's just confusing with him out there. It's like, am I the one? Am I the two? Am I the three? Because we, we don't know what Simmons is. So it's just – it's going to be – it's going to bring out everyone's game. And also, when Golden State was good um, in their heyday, Leandro Barbosa would randomly have 20 points. Sean Livingston would randomly have 15 points. Like, you need guys like that. And mm-hmm. that's what – we have that. It's just about if if we could get that cohesive unit together and get that chemistry and culture and then get another 20-point score. I'm telling you, bro, we're right around the corner. Give it three years. Give it three Dude, even, years. Even, even George Hill didn't really know what to do. He's like, am I a one? Am I a two? Should I stand here in the corner? What should I do? Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree with you all about that. And I, I definitely want to talk about the bench as well uh, because I think that's interesting. Um, someone in the chat said, uh, about me saying about Danny Green to the two. I'm saying if we get the right fit at the three, I think Danny is more of a natural two than a three. Because um, I, th- I think it's like Seth Curry's also a natural two, and so is Danny Green. But, I mean, they can work still at the two and three, you know? Um, but before we talk about the bench, shout out to Mac with the, the $10 super chat. says they shouldn't get their comments read if they're sending two bucks. I rock with you guys. <laughs> Big said from Nola in the building. Shout out to him. He's a great supporter. Uh, says star Ben Simmons and F clutch sports change agents. Tyrese. Thank you, my man. We appreciate that. I mean, I got to rock with anybody that gives me uh, any, uh, a penny of their hard earned money just for me to read a comment on YouTube. So, but it's, it's funny. They said, <laughs> he's calling out Wesley. bro. <laughs> uh, oh man. My guy, he's he's a great supporter though. Uh, Max, a great supporter. Um, he's always on Twitter and, and YouTube showing us love. So, I shout out to Mac Five. Yeah, Yo, RB, him. you want to hear something crazy? I'm yeah. about to get you. If I was running the Sixers, I would low key start Maxi. Don't you say it, Danny Max. Green, Burkhan Korkmaz, oh. Tobias, and Embiid. I like it. You got Danny Green, a nice, a quick shooter. He doesn't think about it. He just puts it up. Then you got Furcon, quick shooter, can run the pick and roll too. And then you got Maxi, pick and roll. And even if he isn't a shooter, you got Danny and Furcon in the lineup. So it will mesh better. I'm telling you, man. Did you just say you guys are sleeping on Furcon? Did you just say did you just say he could run the pick and roll? Did did that really just come out of your mouth? Yeah, just to troll you. <laughs> you know, did you say Furcon and Seth on the floor together? No, I said Danny oh, Green okay. and Furcon. I would I would put Seth on the bench because if we could put that on the bench, having that scoring with Shake Milton and um I forget who else is on the bench, but putting Seth on the bench it just makes that unit so much better. And I think Seth Curry is, has like flashes of of good ball handling and good offense, but he's one of those guys that kind of like when you play him too much, his, you know, it's going to come out that he's not really a 35-minute kind of guy. So, you know, 15, 20 minutes off the bench for Seth Curry is probably 
the best for him. That's what, that's what he was doing in Dallas. I don't know what he was doing in Portland. Maybe the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. But I don't know about Korkmaz starting. I don't know. He's just too inconsistent for me to be a starter. He's a guy you got to bring off the bench. If he's 0 for 9, you sit him down. I agree 100%. <laughs> you, can, you can always tell with Fergon from the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> he's going to be good or not. Like When he's on fire, he's playing 40 minutes. When he's on fire playing 40 minutes, it's going he's in got every unreal, time he he's got He's got confidence, bro, and he's got that – he he's clutch too. Let's uh, let's not forget that. Remember that Bucks game, bro? He was battling Giannis while freaking Ben Simmons was <laughs> sitting in the short corner. We had Furcon battling Giannis, and he took him to overtime. Remember that game in the regular season? <laughs> I remember him winning a game in Portland too in overtime. I think with a buzzer beater. Yeah, he I'll thinks, dude. I'm off. telling you, Furcon thinks he's the best player on the Sixers. You see, you see that hype video, bro? He thinks he's the best player. That on was the Sixers. ridiculous. That was <laughs> I, I I couldn't stop laughing at that. I didn't watch the hype video. I saw somebody post oh it and said God. it was the best of all yeah. time, but I, I never watched don't. it. This dude, he must think he's LeBron, honestly. No, he's funny. I think he knows how funny he is, like with the whole like acting like that. I, I get it. I get the I get the like kind of troll vibe. Like I'm I'm a fringe NBA bench player and I'm gonna act like I'm God's gift to earth. Like it's funny. It's crazy. Andre, thank you for the super chat. Why didn't Joel need surgery? Was it exaggerated? Um, I'm not a doctor, but my best guess would be more that it's an injury that can heal on itself if you give it more time. Um, and I, let's not forget that. Thank you for bringing that up. That's another slap in the face when you talk about two five. Um, this guy's trying to you know come out here and say that his play style doesn't fit him. Like this guy came out on a torn meniscus and was playing. You know he he could have damaged his career, his entire. Like the rest of his career by doing that. Yeah, and I think it was exaggerated to the point. Not, not. I don't know if exaggerated is the right word, but I think it was. Uh, when when they said it was a partially torn meniscus, and they couldn't tell how much it was torn, and they basically said a lot of athletes, they said a lot of athletes have partially torn meniscus, and if you don't, if they don't get a scan, you would never know. So there's a lot of players in the NBA they probably have a partially torn meniscus. It's just he was playing through pain more than he was playing through like anything that was that serious. So I think the one game against the Wizards or whatever, he was playing with a lot of pain and stuff. I think it hurt a lot, but it wasn't like a fully torn meniscus that you had to really repair. It's just kind of something you sit down for two months in the offseason and it's good to go. Yeah. Can I bring up another Furcon point? Sure, why not? <laughs> He's only 24, and if you look at his per 36, it's pretty much identical to Seth Curry, so... I, I'm you could if you're not a big per 36 guy, then whatever. But I'm just saying, when for like his, gets his run, three point percentage, no, I'm saying his stats and numbers. I mean, neither of them can play defense, so I just as long as you don't play them together, I'm fine, dude. I think you guys are sleeping <laughs> on his defense development. I don't think he's as bad as you guys are saying. No, he made improvement last year where he would get his hand on, on a ball and stuff like that and make deflections. But as far as somebody bodying him. No, dude. Like, Who seriously. Who trust more, Furkan or Seth Curry? I'm telling you right now. I, I'm telling you right now. I can move Furkan Korkmaz off the court. Nah, no shot, bro. You're disrespecting yep. Furkan. I'm I'm five ten one eighty. <laughs> I'm five ten one eighty five, bro. I can throw a shoulder into Furkan Korkmaz. He's he's flying off the court. Yeah, but you won't get around him. He has like a seven eight wingspan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'll probably strip the ball. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably lose the ball, but I'll, I can move Furkan Korkmaz. I'm sorry. I love Furcon, bro. 
I, I, I want to read you guys something, right? So I'm going to read you six straight first-round picks by the Sixers. Oh, God. Oh, no. Jalil Okafor, Ben Simmons, Timotei Lawawu Cabarro, Furkan Kirkmaz, oh. Markel Foltz, and Zaire Smith. Good. That is the issue right there. Dude, well, Furkan's one was a trade. He's the best player out of those players. One was a trade. Think one about was, one was Mikel Bridges. Yeah. We traded. Oh, yeah. We had three first round picks in 2016. We might argue here that Furkan might be the best player out of that. God. TLC. Oh, my God. We had so many players throughout the process that we just wanted to be good so bad. Like those kind of players that you just lie to yourself about. You know, he has one good game and you're like, see, there it is. He's going to be great. He's going to be great. <laughs> and you just kind of know in the back of your mind that he's not. He doesn't look great. He's just not. What do you What do you uh, think would happen if we would have got D'Lo in the 15 draft instead of Jalil? Dude, I wanted D'Lo. I, feel like I remember that. Just... I was so pissed at that pick. Everybody wanted him. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember the Lakers screwed the whole thing up. They were supposed to take Jaleel. And Jaleel averaged like 20, 25 for the first couple of weeks of the season. And we were laughing like, ha ha, we got Jaleel Okafor. You guys passed on Jaleel Okafor. Are you serious? You're stupid. And then, you know, he wasn't good after that. <laughs> he was so boring to watch too. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, just to see. Yeah, he, he, somebody referenced it the other day and said all the players that we drafted. I think it was a TikTok video of all the players that we drafted. And it was like, you drafted a center straight out of 1985. I'm like, dude, he was so 1985, man. He couldn't shoot the ball outside of seven feet. That was such a bad, that was just such a bad recruitment job to for anybody to put Jaleel Okafor that high in the NBA draft without having any type of scoring ability outside of three feet. Dude, I mean, look at the 15 drafts, right? Jaleel Okafor, Willie Hernan Gomez, Rashawn Holmes, Arturas Gutitis, JP Takoto, and Luka Mitrovic. Rashawn Holmes is, is the best player out of that draft. Huh. Even, front even, office even sucks, good teams bro. handling second round picks, like we can't even do that. We can't. I don't get it. Aaron, thank you for the super chat. Uh, past season, TJ McConnell had a better per 36 right, than LeBron. Dude, why you gotta make me? Why you gotta pull up that? Come on now. It's like when people bring up QBR, and I'm like, dude, uh, Blake Bortles had a better QBR than Aaron Rodgers in the one year. Like, it's QBRs. There's stats that are subjective, you know. Exactly, like that damn plus minus. Like, I could sit on the floor all night and do nothing and have a plus thirty. <laughs> exactly. If you're playing with Joel Embiid, yeah, and Tobias Harris, yeah, you're gonna have a plus thirty. Oh man. It's crazy. Aaron, appreciate you, man. Always supporting. Aaron's a great uh, support as well. Shout out to Duncan, too, the three dollars super chat. If Ben stays, I'll bang my head on the Liberty Bell. I don't know what I'm gonna do when he's finally traded. Like, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna drive to Philly and stand on the Rocky Steps and just cheer for twenty four hours straight. <laughs> yes. We, yo, I'm I'm I think us I think us and Steven, I think we all need to go to the game that he comes back. Like, oh yeah, I, 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 won't playing, buy yeah. For that game. I said I want to be courtside for the game that he comes back. I want to be courtside. <laughs> I think I'm going to make a GoFundMe get DJ Eastwood courtside for the Ben Simmons return, and I th I think people can make it happen, dude. It's like you know Josh Harris is going to up the prices on that game. Oh Hardcore. yeah, for sure. 
They're not going to let you bring any signs in. They're not going to let you bring anything in the arena. They're going to check you twice. Yeah. For weapons. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Dude, they're going to have extra security that game. I'm telling you. There's no way he plays in Philly. I just don't see it. No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Unless we play him in the playoffs. That's the only way. He's going to sit on the bench. He's going to sit on the bench. Load management, load management season. Yeah, exactly. Ben Simmons is uh, out for uh, load management tonight. I wonder. I wonder what happens when he goes to another team, like, and he just has a regular head coach. Like, are they going to defend him, or like, <laughs> or are they just going to be like, you know, it is what it is? That's what's funny. Yeah, Brett Brown enabled him. Doc Rivers enabled him way more. He should love Doc Rivers more than anybody on this earth, and That's he's true. choosing to go somewhere else. And he doesn't realize that he's going to run into a coach that is not going to kiss his feet like this. Like, I don't understand. So is it is it like 100% that Doc Rivers actually feels like this? Because, like, at this point, he could just throw him under the bus if he wanted to, and it wouldn't matter because the, the, the relationship is screwed no matter what. So I feel like Doc Rivers actually believes what he's saying, and that's just sad. <laughs> it might still be all trade value stuff. It might still be all... Let's talk good about him. Let's beg him to come back. Let's make other teams think that we want him back so bad because he's so great. Like that might be what it is. I I'm I don't know. I might be leaning there with you, Ron, because even PG called out Doc Rivers this, this year and like he didn't like he didn't even say anything back really. Like he said something little. I forget what he said, but like does Doc Rivers call out players? I know he's a players coach, but does he call out people? Maybe not. Does Doc Rivers do anything besides start a podcast? <laughs> Doc, he he won a championship with 21-year-old Rondo. That's what's crazy to me about him not refusing to play younger players and refusing to play Tyrese Maxey. Rajon Rondo was 21 years old. And, he, dude, he had games where he had zero points and 20 assists. You know, He I was th- just running in circles, passing the ball to Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, uh, Ray Allen, all these Hall of Famers. So Doc's championship came when he had four Hall of Famers on the floor, so that helps. But you know, I th- I thought of you, DJ, yesterday when when Doc came out and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I played in the in the era where, you know, you would get called into the GM's office and you would think you're getting traded." But it reminded me of when Brett was talking about coaching with with Greg Popovich and like, you know, I came from yeah. this, but it's like that has nothing to do with this era. Like, yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> you would go into the office like now we have social media we have twitter like it's completely different so it's like i don't know brett brown honestly said that he played horford and Embiid together because he coached tim duncan and 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 david robinson in the 90s and you have to run the game from the post and we're like it's not the 90s it's not that's ridiculous like Saved by the Bell and Christina Aguilera were were like the like that was so long ago. He thinks the game is the same. That makes no sense. Doc is like see? a Doc is like a grandpa. Like at this point, I feel like everyone respects him, but like everyone knows he's delusional. Like from what he says, <laughs> so every, no one's gonna call him out because like he's a good guy and like he's got a nice history. But like at this point, he's like he's just delusional. <laughs> He's like the, uh, the grandpa sitting in a chair, like, don't go outside. The world's ending in two months. And everyone's something, just something, like, you, like, you're just bobbing your head. Yep. <laughs> Keep talking. Yep. 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 
That's what hey, it is. What, what do you guys think Brett Brown's at right now? How do you think he's feeling watching this? On do you think? Do you even think he pays attention to the NBA? Like, nope. I said. I said. <laughs> I said a year before he got fired that he's a rugby fan. He he finishes the game. He goes home and watches rugby. Shout out to rugby, by the way. No, nothing against it. I'm just saying. I really think he he doesn't even watch basketball. I don't even think he clearly had no idea what he was doing. No. Dang, we're getting some crazy doc hate in the chat now. Shout out to you guys for that. But um <laughs> Bro, I love um, when I hate dog. I didn't see anything impressive from I, I I thought he did better than Brett Brown at at getting players space on the floor and stuff, but like we said earlier. Anybody could have done that. Brett Brown was so uh, bad at it. DJ, if once you watch that my video, you you might not say the same thing to be honest. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know, it's just so bad. Like, what were what were we doing? Like, you saw that picture. You know, it might have been more so. It it, it could have just been more so. Daryl Morey getting Danny Green and Seth Curry for Al Horford and Josh Richardson. You know, that could have helped everybody. Just that roster construction, putting two yeah. shooters on the floor. Yeah, that's, that's true, true. But I, I just go back to the point of how we we talked about the fact that we were supposed to build around both of them, and that's what I think it was. Doc or Daryl said that yesterday, like we were building around both of these guys. But like uh, with God said earlier, like one of them just took a back seat, and you know, and, and we always thought Ben Simmons was eventually going to shoot the ball. We always thought that, right? And it's not it's not bad of us to think that. Like yeah. we're, I mean, it's just normal basketball. Samir Pringle, thank you for the five dollars super chat. Says Doc's a players coach. He most likely, he's most likely to hold them accountable in private, but not in front of the media, especially with Ben Simmons. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I've never heard. Uh, you would have to be close to the situation, I guess, to know that, or or what other what other players have said, maybe. Um, I know literally nobody on the Clippers was a fan of Doc Rivers <laughs> once he got fired. It doesn't seem like anybody came to his defense after he got fired from the Clippers. Uh, I, I just don't know. I think he has a resume that is not good when you really look at it. He's gotten places because of having great players on a roster. And it sucks because when he was hired, it was just like, oh, he's been around forever. He won a championship in 2008. He's respected. I didn't know much about him realistically. I just thought Doc Rivers, a respected old school guy that's going to get in Ben Simmons' face and tell him to shoot the ball. That's what we all thought was going to happen. Yep. And it didn't. Speaking of the um, – actually, go ahead, Rump. I agree but disagree. But it's like Doc went to like way too far with hold like defending him. Like he was going at media members – and stuff like that, like he was going way too hard. So it's like I think he actually believes it, and he's he like takes it personally too. He's like, you guys don't appreciate him. It's like, and then like at this point, Ben, everyone knows Ben Simmons isn't coming back, and he's still acting like he didn't say <laughs> what he did after Game Seven. Like he's yeah. literally saying he he's Dude. saying that he didn't say something. Like you said that in your video. I don't even know how to say it because it was so crazy. Dude, it was amazing. Media day starts. Doc Rivers sits down. <laughs> I know damn well Howard Eskin was in whatever meeting there is to decide who speaks first. Howard Eskin was like, listen, I've been on radio longer than everybody. I'm asking the first question. Dude, Doc sat down and it was Howard Eskin right away. I was like, yes, please. That was amazing. Right off the bat. So, Doc, you told us you didn't say 
what you said. <laughs> I was like, there's no way we're starting with this. That was just amazing. I loved every second of it. Yeah. I, I just thought he was, like, so defensive, and it was like, for what, Doc? Like, you can't call Philly fans stupid. You just don't do that. And it's- Calling fans stupid is one thing, but he was calling report, basically calling reporters stupid and calling everybody stupid and, like, all kinds of other human beings that study the game of basketball, and he's sitting on a podium like, you're all idiots. I know what I'm talking about. And, like, media members that have covered this for years and years and years were so confused. The only person that thought it made sense was Doc Rivers. Yep. And it's like, look at what he was defending. Oh, my God. One is a little, you know, a little mid-range shot, a little three-point shot to help spread the floor. And he's like, no, 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 no. You guys don't – you don't take him – Oh, you, you misappreciate him. Like, dude, come on, Doc. Just Are you guys real. watching like, the Phillies game right now? Comeback? It, there was one out with a man on first, and we just hit it to left field, and it bounced off the guy's glove. He dropped it. So now we have second and third with one out. Oh, dude, three-run home run numbers. for the win might come How true. How did he drop that? Like, Dude, I'm telling you, watch. Sweep, they're going to be a half game up, and they're going to get swept by the Marlins. Bro, if they didn't get swept by the Diamondbacks, and I'm pretty sure they got swept by them, and then they it lost is. two against them again. Uh-huh. If, so that's five games. Say you win three of those, we're in first place. But right after, which is right after they swept the Braves and took two out of three from the Dodgers. Crazy. <laughs> we're going to lose the Marlins, bro. <laughs> TJ says, How many Ben Simmons, Dwight Howard lineups does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Oh, that's another thing. So do you think do you think uh Romp, you're not Romp, you're not a big fan of Andre Drummond? I don't mind him, but it's like why? Why not use that to get like a someone else? Yeah. Like we drafted Charles yeah. Bassey. Like I'm not saying Charles Bassey's gonna be good, but I don't think he's gonna be like a liability to a point where you can't play him. So like I think why it's, not I... use that money and get like like you like the Knicks got Kemble Walker for so cheap, and they got, and then the Celtics got um, Schroeder for very cheap. I'm not saying those guys are any good, but like they got them on great contracts, and like we've been missing yeah. guards like that. So why not go get that instead of a a guy who can't shoot, a freaking center who who was unplayable last year against the Lakers, by the way, in the pick and roll, he was unplayable. So it's like I don't know. I forgot I mean, he against played the Suns. For yeah, he was unplayable against the Suns. Um, I think it's always going to have to do with Joel Embiid's load management and stuff. They're always going to sure, be sure. so f- they're always going to be focused on the backup center, even if it's like Charles Bassey might be good enough to be a backup center. Like I watched a lot of his college tape. I was real excited that they drafted him, and then he almost didn't sign a contract, and we still didn't figure out why why that took so long. <laughs> but I think Char- Charles Bassey was cu- one of his things on his recruitment papers was that he's the most NBA ready player in the draft. Like. He's a big body. He can, he can control himself in the post. He has a turnaround jumper. He, That dude might be good yeah. if Doc plays him. He's not. <laughs> that, that's D-ball last... Paul, 45% from three. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, as you guys pretty much have been talking, oh, Didi just flied out to right. Uh, of course One he One scores. Of course it does. We got the time run on third now. Yeah, first and third with two outs. Who's up? Last batter here. Um, Who's up? I don't know yet. I, right, I might my, as well watch it. It's, it's the last 
We got to get a hit. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Um, I I thought Didi was about to hit a grand slam, but it came up just short. I was at the game that he hit a grand slam, and then he basically didn't hit the baseball for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> like too terrible. Who the heck is up? Oh, Freddie Galvis. Jesus. He's playing than, on one leg. Better than what I thought. I thought it was going to be like, I don't even know. Because you're deep into the lineup. DD's like six. Oh, I got sound. My bad. Here we go. Two on, two outs, top nine. Shout out to all 300 still up in the chat, by the way, guys. Appreciate you all being here two hours into this. Drop a like wherever you're watching. I got to get this on. 2-0. Two curveballs in the dirt. RB, what do you think of Paul Reed saying he's going to shoot 45% from three? Uh, look, more than Paul Reed, okay? I was going to – the last thing, like, that we'll talk about after this is, like, I'm worried about the bench. I'm really worried about the bench. That's why you got to put Seth Curry on and start Furcon. Yeah. I mean, like, but even even more so, right? Like, we need, we need to get, like, a, a Lou Will, a Jordan Clarkson. We need a player like that, you know? Like, we can't just keep relying on Shake Milton and Furcon and Thibault, like – just not enough. I'm telling oh. you, Shake Shake can be that guy. But he, but we need an experienced guy like that. I mean, but he's starting fun. to get experience. Yeah, but we're are we trying to win a championship or are we just a? Another- I think this year, I think as much as you're going to hate it, I think it's just unrealistic to have championship hopes. But I think, like, because you got to think, Milwaukee in three years, I don't think they're going to be the same. The Nets in three years, everyone's going to be old. I think three years, that's when that's our chance. Because right I'm now, just, the Nets are a powerhouse. The Heat are a powerhouse. It's just like, it's just unrealistic to think that we can win the East next year. But with Joel Embiid, who knows? I mean, Giannis won with Milton and Drew Holiday. So, like, hey, the Nets are about Kyrie to play steps with. Up. Seems like the Nets are about to play without Kyrie. If there's one person that's going to stick to this anti-vax thing, it's Kyrie Irving. You can't convince that guy (laughs) of anything. We just need a bench, man. Like, I'm just tired of neglecting the bench. I feel like that's what we do a lot. Did you see he took a 3-0 fastball? (laughs) Yep. Full count. He took a 3-0 fastball, and now he's not going to get another one. Dummy. Should have just hit the ball. I feel like he just swung at ball four twice. I don't know if I'm ahead or not, but oh, again! I thought he had it, dude. Just hit a single, bro. Are you kidding me, bro? This man, this man's fouled it off three times in a row. Also, the Phillies have like 30 blown saves. <laughs> 33 to be exact. Every year. Every year. Doesn't matter. No matter what the, they do. Oh, my God. Dude, Yo, he's so is... close yet so far. Playoff baseball Are is you, so bro. fun to watch, too. 
Playoff baseball is a lot of fun. We haven't had Phillies playoff baseball in how long? Yo, Eastwood, you know what's crazy? Oh, Did you guys see what happened yet? Um, yeah, I just saw <laughs> that, but I went to bed watching you rant about the Eagles. And then I woke up and you were ranting about the Eagles. And then 10 minutes later, you were ranting about Ben Simmons. <laughs> I was like, this dude. I've been putting in work, man. I was like, I was, I was like, damn, I've been, dude. I've been cranking it out, dude. I was there, loving it. There hasn't been much to talk about the entire offseason. So now this stuff's happening. I'm like, I got opinions on everything. I might as well let it fly. <laughs> yeah, bro. I respect it. Oh, man. Last yeah, I think that's my formula for Eagles games. Like, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do a post game, like, unscripted, just give my thoughts. And then the next day, I have more of like collected thoughts and can really like analyze what was going on. Yeah. I almost lost my mind last night, but we're not going to talk about that. It's Sixer season, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Last week, you were all about the Eagles. Wow. Uh, it's Sixer season. Philly stink too. Freddie Galvis. But the last thing I guess we'll talk about is like, I was just talking to Romp about this. Like, how confident are we in the bench? Because I'm worried. I'm tired. I feel like we never fully addressed the bench. No, we didn't. We, never, we need a lethal score. A guy like Jordan Clarkson or Lou Will that can give us 10 to 13 a game. I feel like Yeah, we and and we we never seem to get those like dog type of veterans either, you know, the Mor- the Morris brothers and uh yeah. You know, any anybody like that. Like we we don't have any veteran leaders that are coming off the bench or uh I don't know. I'm I'm not too confident about it. It's been bad for a couple of years. We always have guys that are young with nice talent, but that ends up not being very good especially when it's when Doc plays all bench lineups. I oh, said I that um the, that. the two teams that went to the championship, they added a point guard, a true point guard, and they added a dog free agent, Jay Crowder mm-hmm. and PJ Tucker. I mean yeah, it's a, it's a pretty basic formula, man. You need an experienced facilitator, and you need those veterans that you know don't make stupid mistakes in important games. They're gonna they have a catch and shoot ability. You know, uh, Bobby Portis in in, in uh, Bobby Portis in Milwaukee, like yeah, the dude was just clutch, man. And just we don't seem to ever have guys like that. I, I see the chat going crazy about George Niang. Guys, with all due respect, like I think Niang's going to play a decent role, but can we, let, let's not hype this guy up like we did Mike Scott, okay? I don't expect George Niang to be like our best bench player. That, that's, what, that's my opinion. I don't, know enough, I, I don't know enough about him. I don't know enough about him. I think I remember him playing. I think I remember playing against him, and he, he's a big European shooter, right? Like, am I right by that? A stretch four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like yeah. what, 28, 27, I think. Um, played like a few minutes here and there with the with the Utah Jazz. He's um, not good. I'm, I'm about to look up how many points a he's, game. He's he he's like decent as a bench player, but like he barely played with the Jazz. Right. Like just he wasn't a consistent role player. And like it's crazy because like Sixers Twitter like hates Furcon, but then they're like Georges Niang. He's the future. It's like you can't like. You can't be excited about Niang and then like shitting on other role players on the Sixers because Niang's he's fine. I'm not mad at him, but good shooter. There, there's a possibility that he is not a factor 
in the playoffs. If I'm who did we honest. sign? Who did we sign last year that never even made the bubble? It was right before that. It was a big, big oh, shooter. Uh, Ryan oh, Glenn Brokoff. Robinson. Ryan who? Brokoff. Yeah, Ryan oh, Brokoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody thought that was good, and then we never even saw him play. Yeah. I don't crazy. think he played in the bubble though. I think he, I think he voluntarily didn't play in the bubble or something like that. Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying you put Seth Curry on the bench. It helps it out. Like, and Furkan, he'll be nice in the starting lineup around good players. He'll be better in the starting lineup than with the bench unit because you know Doc loves to play all bench guys. So Furkan's going to struggle because he's with the lesser guys. Sometimes you got to put lesser, um, better players on the bench. Like you said, Jordan Clarkson, realistically, he should be starting. Lou Will, realistically, should be starting. But it's better for the team if they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Niang, uh, 6.9 points a game last year, 42.5% from three. And he played 16 minutes a game. So, I mean, I feel like he's just another spot up shooter. Like, yeah. Oh, we need that dog on, on the bench. Maybe Andre Drummond is that, but I don't know. I don't I think know. Shake can be that. I think Andre Shea Drummond's only twenty eight. People are shocked by Andre Drummond only being twenty eight years old. It seems like he's yeah been around forever. I don't. And I don't, in terms of Snake Milton, like, do you guys think he can be like the main guy on a bench unit? Yes. How old is he? I feel like he needs other confident players around him. Yeah, I've seen too much inconsistency from Shake. I think every time he looks great, he reminds me why he was a G League player. <laughs> Wait, what? And Brett Brett brought him up because of injuries at the time, and it, 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 he it always comes back to that. I'm always like, maybe he's not good enough to contribute in the NBA, and then he has a game where he shows flashes, and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe he is. I can't figure out Shake Milton. I don't know. I mean. Sure. Why can't he get consistent though? Like, I just feel like the Sixers put him in weird positions. Like, just give him a defined role. Like, I put it more on the coach because, like, it's the same thing with every role player with the Sixers. Like, there's always they show flashes, but then oh, they're gone all of a sudden. They suck. It's been like that for years. So, like, there's something going on. And it's probably Ben Simmons to be honest. <laughs> Let's just blame everything on Ben Simmons. Yeah, I'm blaming everything on Ben Simmons. I'm telling you, I just want to see everyone without Ben Simmons because I feel like the energy is going to be better. I'm telling you, Shake Milton, I trust him. I believe in Shake. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, find some, like, some veteran piece, maybe, like, via trade or something that we can bring in because I I just don't feel like – I feel like our bench can be okay, but can they be really good? I don't know. But that's just how I feel about it. It's been bad for a couple years. Yeah. Like, I would like to finally have a year where Joel Embiid goes off the court and it's not a total drop-off in production. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be a drop-off, but... Guess we're trusting these young guys. I don't know if Springer's going to even play on the squad this year. Oh, heck no. (laughs) Oh, heck no. But Doc just ruins... Doc ruins our bench by playing all bench unit. I'm telling you, it's not that bad, but if you're playing all bench unit, then it's going to be bad. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, Brett Brown couldn't stagger lineups either. Like, why can't these guys figure out how to stagger a lineup? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> he does a whole line change like we're playing hockey. 
like, all right, right at six minutes. Brett Brown used to be right at six minutes. <laughs> all five players, or Joel Embiid would go off in six minutes. Then at like eight minutes, it'd be a line change. All five players. Dude, it Brett was Brown's just... lineups are. <laughs> <laughs> Joel would have fourteen <laughs> points in the first five minutes, and he would say, "All right, Joe, come on." That's yeah, a... you know, they went. Well, they went through that whole thing where it came out that there was a whole like analytics team. There was people literally in like office chairs. Deciding who's supposed to play and when and how much time. It was insane. It was like dudes with on spreadsheets making charts. <laughs> deciding who's on the floor. It was insane. Like I swear Joel and B would play like four minutes and then he would just be out. And then it would be like twenty minutes past. And I'd be like, Where the heck did Joel go? And then finally puts him <laughs> back in. I don't know. I don't know what Brett Brown was doing with his lineups. But at least he threatened Ben Simmons, I want one three a game. And that just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny that Ben was like, nah. <laughs> now that you said it, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Crazy. Ben literally said he was like, I'll never forget that interview. And he was with um the quote where he was like, Yeah, I'd rather shoot 40% than 30. <laughs> like they asked yeah, him about even... shooting the ball, and he was just like, like, okay, we we understand that, right? You want to shoot better, but like that's when I knew he He's a perfectionist on the court. Like, he just won't shoot it. You can't be like that. Yeah, that's common sense. You can't get better at shooting if you don't shoot it. Right. He thinks he's he's actually that delusional. He thinks one day he's just going to come out and shoot forty percent. Because he because he did because he did it in pickup games for seven straight years, and then randomly he's going to Tyler Johnson. Uh, Tyler Johnson. No. Dude, you know who we need? No meth curry. Oh man, we need we need like Jeff Green, bro. Jeff Green is like the best role player. Like, he just fits everywhere he goes and plays well. We That'd be Jay great Crowder. role player. Yeah, Jay Jay Crowder type player. Yeah, Jay Crow. I'm I'm telling you, Jay Crowder or Marcus Morris, they would get in a physical altercation by the second week of the season with somebody. Yep, they weren't playing up to par, but um. Dang, Pat Beverly. Yeah, I'll take. Pat, that. I mean, that would get bad. That would get bad in the locker room. Pat Bev would honestly punch someone like two five in the face. Yeah, that's for so sure. We don't got two five no more. We could always bring him back for the bench. I can't wait for him. I actually, <laughs> I actually can't wait for him to go to another team because I hope he ends up on a team that has players like that. You know, like he was just so pampered here. Like I would love for him to show up somewhere where there's veterans. That are like, bro, what are you doing? You're not a superstar. You're not anything here. You need to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. What are you guys going to say if he ends up going to like the Warriors or like the Clippers or a team like that? Like, what if we grant him his wish? I don't care that much at this point. If we get a return, it all depends on the return. Well, like Andrew Wiggins? Once Simmons is gone, bro, I don't know. I'm not going to think about him ever. Like I'll watch it. I'll be voting for his downfall. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm. I, I just. I'm so over it. Like, Can you I'm, vote against people in the All Star voting? <laughs> <laughs> Down votes for Ben Simmons. He better not make the All Star game. He really better. Bro, not. coaches love him. <laughs> like Toby was clearly the second best player on the team, and they still chose Ben Simmons over him because he had one good week. That was disrespectful. But with that being said, holy. Yeah, I got to get up out of here.
275 of you guys still here. Thank you so much. Um, I'll let these guys go around, give their final thoughts. We had, you know, if you guys watch this on the second time around, uh, you'll be in for a lot. But um, let us know if you guys think we should do this every week. Let us know in the chat. Appreciate all you guys tuning in from everywhere. Um, both channels. Sub up all the channels down below on the banner. Uh, I'll let these guys sign off first. So if there's a Tuesday game, we're going to do like a post-game live? Well, I, I don't know about the season, but I was thinking like we could like I, I was I was thinking one day of the week where we don't have any games, like we just discuss like Yeah, that'd weeks. be cool. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Games, the news, anything. Yeah, I'm down with that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm happy that uh Ben Simmons isn't here. I'm happy that we're gonna watch normal basketball. I'm happy that we're gonna see a point guard at the top of the key. I'm happy that Joel Embiid's gonna have better spacing. I'm happy that uh I'm just I just feel refreshed. It feels like and and even if they are not a favorite to win a championship with whatever they get out of uh, this this scenario. I'm just happy it's almost over because I'm so tired of watching the ass-backwards half-court basketball we've been watching for years. And uh, that's it, man. Thanks for having me. Run it back, Philly. Romp. Um, Romp 2.0 on YouTube. Sixers Talk with Steven and Romp also. Go check that out. Um, and just check out my recent video if you want to – see a spicy Ben Simmons video because I give him credit too. So I'm, I'm being unbiased as possible. It's, it's one of my better videos, so go check it out. But thanks for joining the stream, everyone. Appreciate it. And shout out to everybody again, RB Philly take with RB. We're all covering the Sixers, everything you need to know. Honestly, man, if you want unfiltered, unbiased Sixers content, if you want, in in some part of the truth, like if you just want a pulse, you know what I mean? This is the place for you. All these guys' channels uh, are the best, man. So hope you guys yeah. enjoyed this, and we'll see you guys hopefully next week. That being said, y'all have a great night. Catch you on the next one. Peace. I am semi I am semi filtered versus like what I say in my living room by myself to the TV, but pretty much unfiltered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 <laughs> filtered in that way. But what I mean is like I would get banned on YouTube in a second. <laughs> Why I don't live stream games. Yeah. When I say filtered, I mean, like, if a player is not playing up to par, like, we're not going to dance around it. You know what I mean? We're just going to speak our mind. So, that's how it's been. That's how it will be. Uh, You guys have a great one. Peace.